Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgrace Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turn droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. We're recording on May the 4th, 2021, and so a happy May the 4th to the both of you, Matt and Caitlin, and a belated happy May the 4th to everyone listening, because you are not (laughs) listening to us on May the 4th. Because we also like to enjoy the holiday, you know? Like, we like to enjoy the holiday. It's our second... May the 4th as Star Wars podcasters, and it's never a dull moment, is it? (laughs) Never. In any case, may the 4th be with you, and more importantly, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Now, we've all been busy here on Starbinger Base, located within a planet that can travel. We're currently positioned near Camino. what do you know, which seems appropriate, (laughs) and right away... I have a surprise for the both of you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, no. Oh, yes. It's I'm a good terrified. Surprise. Uh, Caitlin, you're going to have a new, a new friend. A new friend. <gasps> what? We have After you many- made me get rid of Skippy? Yeah. So Skippy's just in another part of the planet burrowing and taking care of a mystery for me. Well, I haven't seen him in a few days, and I'm concerned. I'm scared. You're, you're, he's fine. I'm in telepathic link with him. Oh, he's yeah, burrowing right, out right, a different right. section of the planet. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's in our all best. It's in all of our best interests that he does this. <laughs> okay. That we just say, okay. Now, all right. We, what's your surprise? We have many droids working around the base. You've seen them, mostly reprogrammed battle droids and so forth. But it's been a while since we've had a droid friend. Dare I say, a droid mascot. Mm. I yes. also, I probably shouldn't dare to say that, but anyway, it's been a while since we had a droid friend, a major domo <laughs> droid to really help run things and pick up some slack around here. And our new friend is here. <gasps> he is completed. He's reprogrammed and he wants to say hello. He's a reprogrammed IT interrogator droid known oh. by some as a Dr. Ball. That's right. He's floating in right now. That's not how he talks, though. Oh, okay. He's, whoa, whoa. I didn't yeah, know. That's that's whoa. not how he talks. And he does, he does not like that stereotype. I'll tell you that. But his designation is AZ-00, but feel free to call him Azu. House tricks, Azu. Yeah, um, I'm good, you know, uh, floating around. It's May the 4th. I think it's gotten too commercial, and uh, I don't understand why it's important. Uh, But if you guys need it, then uh, okay, you do you. You know, you need it, you do it, yeah. Huh. Thanks, Azu. I think we're all looking forward Uh, to you being a permanent addition uh, to this show. What show? Oh. Uh, Oh. God, I mean... 
I'm looking forward to seeing more of that character. I would like to see more of that character. <laughs> <laughs> what character? Oh, oh okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No, that's all right. It's, it's yeah. a zoo. Float, float over there. A okay. zoo. It's, a zoo. Yeah, a zoo. Okay. Yeah. We, we, I, I built a zoo. Azzy? I'm going to call, I'm going to call him Azzy. Azzy. Okay, if, 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 if you like, yeah. I'm sure. What do you, what do you think of that, Azu? Yeah, you know, you want to call me what you want, you know, it's yeah. good or don't, that's fine. You Thanks, do bud. you, you know, you do you, hmm. CMB, you know? Whoa. All right, float, float away now, Azu. Please get the no Caitlin first before you start calling her by our <laughs> initials. He's, he's very familiar very quickly. Okay. Anyway, right. it's, it's time <laughs> for some news on the march. News on the march. Caitlin, what do we got? Uh, we're going to get into it real quick because I know that we're really excited about this. So uh, our lovely Matt Lanter, who we all know as the voice of Anakin Skywalker in uh, Star Wars animation, in video games, in especially Star Wars The Clone Wars, did an interview with Entertainment Weekly because he has uh, a, a new show on Netflix coming up that is called Jupiter's Legacy, where he plays a villain. uh it's a good show. Everyone should watch it. But the thing that we care about most is he said, there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. I've been a part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again. I never quite put Anakin down, whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm animation. So in short, we will be hearing Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker again in the future whether that's in a TV show or whether that is in another video game. And I personally am very excited about that. Yeah. Now, Caitlin, tell me, what do you, what do you think is a likelihood here? You think in like in rebels, we saw a hologram of Anakin and it was Matt Lanter's voice. Do you think with bad batch, we could th theoretically be doing something like that? I think it's more, if we look at some, uh, we have droids coming down the line, which we know is going to be animated. Yeah. Droid story. Oh, you mean mm -hmm. droid story? Oh, yeah. yeah. All roads lead <laughs> back on. to that. That's yeah. what we said. That's what we said. Droid story, the sleeper hit. So, you know, I'm, you know, thinking about the time periods in which animation specifically he was talking about, we could be going back because we're going to be getting a lot of live action stuff. Uh, fewer animated things beyond Bad Batch and droid story. Uh, so we will, we'll see, but guys, I'm really psyched. Because I was also thinking he theoretically could pop up on Visions. Mm. If that ever tells like an Anakin Skywalker really going ape story, but there could be a whole, for all we know, there could be a whole animated show currently in the works that we just don't know about yet. Don't you think that's exactly. a possibility? Or another video game in which we're going to hear more of Anakin, which yeah. that would be a Clone War, another Clone Wars based uh, video game. I'd, I'd be very down for that. Or the the untitled Matt Romano project. Oh yeah, of course, because and he would absolutely be on my the, the list. Of course, of, your call list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but as we know, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker, a huge part of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So yes, sir. But ended the Clone Wars have. But don't worry, there is another. As I said earlier, we are recording on Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, and it's not just any old May the 4th. It's a new Star Wars series release day. That's right. A 72-minute, count them up, 72-minute premiere yeah. hit Disney Plus this morning, and the name of the show is Star Wars The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. 
Now we're going to discuss and celebrate the Karkin Criff out of this premiere. For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. Now this premiere is brand new and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. So Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want this. And for good measure, we're going to sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right. Let's hear it. Let's get on my magical train of avoiding spoilers. I could be on the bad batch. You don't know. I could be the worst of the batch. I could be. I could. There's Echo and Hunter and Werner. You don't know. Woo woo. Woo woo. What is that, Caitlin and Bush? There's a clear order in which you should watch Star Wars, The Bad Batch, and then listen to our podcast. Werner needs to get reined in. Anyway, here we go again. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Punch it. Good soldiers follow orders. Cavalry has arrived. Star Wars, The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 1, released on May 4th, 2021. Series created by Dave Filoni. Supervising director is Brad Rao. Producer and head writer is Jennifer Corbett. This particular episode, this premiere, directed by three people. Three people on this. Stuart Lee, Saul Ruiz, Nathaniel Villanueva. Written by Jennifer Corbett and Dave Filoni. Story editor, Matt Miknovitz. A score, of course, by Kevin Kiner. The soundtrack, I know you're wondering, is not out at the time of this recording. Dang it! I'm thinking they may wait and do them in groups of episodes like they did with both Clone Wars Season 7 and Mando Season 2. But the main Bad Batch theme is already available in a few places. You can just buy that track if you want. It already exists from Clone Wars Season 7. So if you really love their theme, and I don't blame you, it's great, then it already exists. You can already buy it. But that said, hopefully there'll be a, a bigger releases coming down the road. Cause it's for future us, we got a we got a collection here. You know, yeah. we got to add the we got to add to the collection. That was <laughs> on now on record now. Yeah. Guinness is calling. That is the worst general grievous they've ever heard. To say that that was um, uh, that took me a second, but I, I yeah. sure yeah. Um, yeah. Caitlin's mom, what do, what do you think about General Grievous? I would like to see more of that character. Ah, see. Okay, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, exactly. Now, this episode has a large cast, but unlike Clone Wars and Rebels, there is one person who gets top billing, and he's listed as the titular characters, D. Bradley Baker as the Bad Batch. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. a credit, huh? That's yeah. a credit on your IMDb. This is his show. Yeah. yeah. The, the, and the, the, no mistake about it, not only is he the Batch, but he's every other clone in, his sh- in this show. He's all of the regs as the Batch called them. Any, any regular clone, they call them the regs. Um, and, and what's fascinating about D. Bradley Baker is I didn't, I didn't know this. He doesn't say record just one clone at a time. Say it's a scene with five clones. He'll just do them. He'll just switch, jump right in the same take. Mm-hmm. And, and I heard that. I'm like, oh, of course you do. It's like, that's, that's just how it is. terrifying and impressive. And yeah. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into the episode's events, let's just call attention to two things that I think we'll keep repeating. So let's just make these statements right off the bat. And I don't think I'm going to be alone here. The first off, we already just touched on D. Bradley Baker's performance continues to be next level in the show. Would you both sign off on that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. 100%. It's, it, it's taking that that work he did uh, as the clone troopers to a totally different level because there wasn't a lot of um, 
personality in the clone troopers. I mean, there was, but like their, their voices never really changed. They had personality, but they were kind of, he was doing the same voice. Now he's doing the same characters in different voices, if that makes sense. But there's still that, there's still that one thread throughout all of them that is the same. But yes, Matt, there's like each one of them has it. They're different flavored. Yeah, he's hanging on to the same voice, but just doing it five different ways. I mean, Brian, you could do your voice in five different ways for sure. Well, recently uh, talking with him about it, he said he has a baseline and that baseline is pretty much Rex. Is, yeah. is his baseline. And then he looks at the script and the character, the, what is required of the character and what they do, and has a couple hooks that then mm-hmm. tweak it or alter it. He really, it's very different with the Batch characters because they're so aberrant and so different that they're a lot more fun probably. And also just you get to do a character like Wrecker. He was talking about he loves playing Wrecker because yeah. it's so much bigger than all <laughs> of the other clones. But the other thing that, that I just want to get right off the bat so we just won't say it a million times is the animation, the beauty of the animation. Oh, it's just gorgeous. a huge leap from even Clone Wars Season 7, which you think you can't get better than that. And then I think they keep topping themselves. Caitlin M. Bush, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And we we knew this going in that we were going to get that level of animation. Uh, but to see it in action, especially in these 72 minutes where they're kind of creating a movie here, it yeah. is just it's phenomenal. I couldn't agree more. And we know it's going to be beautiful. We know this. We know this. We notice. We notice. We know this. We notice. We know this. We notice. We do notice. We know this. So but there was a <laughs> shot in the first within the first 10, 15 minutes that I don't know if this is a sensor thing or not. It knocked me on my ass. Would you say your mind was blown? Absolutely. Well, we'll it'll, it'll be blown when we get there. <laughs> okay, sorry. Hold the mind blown. Sorry. I'm just very Seven. excited, you know. It'll be blown when the moment comes. Wow. Sorry. Woo. Just getting a little uh, too ahead of myself. <laughs> On to the episode itself. How about that? First thing we see is we see the start Ooh. of this episode is that like the start of every Mando episode. We get the silhouettes flashing with the blue and red lightsaber glow before it says Star Wars. The character images here are different, though. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special used a version of this opening, though Clone Wars Season 7 did not. But seeing it here, certainly I love I'm thinking I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh. thinking that this is in some form gonna be the top of every Star Wars project that is original to Disney Plus, right? Yeah. I yeah. see I see it similarly to the Marvel Studios opener banner yeah. that they have for all of their projects now, and they finalized it I'm gonna botch however many years ago. Uh, but the the hero intro with all of the characters flashing through, I think it's very similar to what they're doing with Star Wars. I believe Wars it was Doctor Strange they started using the one that they have now. You're probably right. And I, I think I think but it's like it, it's this one is not quite there yet, but it's gonna get to the point where we start hearing this sound and we get just excited by that sound alone. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's not like the theme. You would think they would go with like the, a big roaring uh, like theme like Marvel does. It's not the Star Wars theme, but it's like this weird music that really is nothing but still sounds Star Wars. It works. Yeah, yeah it works. It does. It definitely works. The thing I'm curious about is if it's just a Disney Plus thing or mm. if it's going to do like Marvel where it doesn't matter if it's on Disney Plus or in the movies. Oh, in the movies. That'd that be crazy. If we see this yeah. start a movie, we'll know it's a thing. I don't know. Anyway, this is just continuing that whole thing and it's 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 – a thing. It's yeah, a thing. It's, a thing. it's happening. It's, a thing. Um, it's happening. It's better if we all just accept it. And then we cut to the red Clone Wars title. 
comes up and we're thinking, what did I put on the wrong episode? We're hearing drums in the background and just the sounds of general misery. (laughs) And then it burns away. The title burns away and it reveals the new show's title, which I've said a million times now, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. And then it cuts away from that and continues what Clone Wars season seven did with the Siege of Mandalore arc. It Mm. showed the title at the start. And I really hope they continue to do this because I love it when shows put the title of the episode at the beginning. Yeah. Matt, we've talked about this in terms of Trek, how that's oh, something yeah. that Trek used to do and not all the shows do it anymore. Clone Wars really only did it for those four episodes. Rebels never did it. They always show them at the end. Yeah. But then Mando, we know, does it for every chapter title. And I love that they do that. I love me a good title. Oh, man. Because especially when titles yeah. make you think, because a title could point you in a completely different direction on how you're thinking about an episode. Absolutely. it's it's. We, I remember when we were talking about the Re- Rebels, I think it's the episode, it's called something like Cargo Mission. <laughs> and we're thinking, okay, and it ends up including Mon Mothma pretty much starting the the rebel the seeds of the rebellion in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's the cargo, right? And yeah. it's yeah, but it's just called cargo mission. You might as well call it like trip to Staples. And it's okay, you're not expecting episode, much from yeah. from cargo mission. But I'd then it's I'm like cargo mission's amazing. It's not even called cargo mission. I got to stop saying that. And and I think I think Mandalorian season two as well had this really great. Uh, this this habit of making all of us go exactly, oh, what does that mean? It could mean so many things for every single one of the episode titles. And I think they've really, they've found their niche in how to tease all of their viewers. Yeah, you, and it says chapter blank, the tragedy, you you know you're in for it. Something's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. And, and multiple tragedies happened on that day, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> Oh, anyway, it's something, and I hope uh, they do that. Anyway, the, the the title of this massive juggernaut of an episode is, uh, it shares a title with the name of a popular Star Wars canon book trilogy, and that is Aftermath. Aftermath of what? I wonder. Before we get to the aftermath, though, we're still in the math. Can't believe I just said that. Oh, no, wow. we're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I know. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a- you're right. It, it's not, but you're nice for saying so. <laughs> now, we are right back in the mess in Clone Wars mode, and we're seeing Clone Wars imagery. Tom Kane's voice is the narrator telling us about recent events in the war, included the foiled abduction of the Chancellor. And I thought this was a cool little touch. We saw, we see little scenes from Revenge of the Sith from the mm. Chancellor's Rescue, but their animated Clone Wars style and also the Grievous escape pod moment was like, time to abandon ship. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people were expecting to see in Clone Wars season seven was this re- yeah. recreation of that of that movie. But we get it here. And I yeah. kind of was also, and then I thought we didn't get it. And then I thought, well, what we got was so much better. And also we have the movie. So... Yeah, but you know, even if they just did the entire movie in animation, we've talked about this before, I'd watch the hell out of it. I love it. (laughs) Would I watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what Matt Lanter's going to do soon. Anyway. Wow. If Matt Lanter was doing a two-hour toilet paper commercial, I'd watch that. I don't know what that <laughs> means. It's guys, okay. it, it's late at night. It's it's been a day on the base. Okay, anyway, that I thought that was really... Revenge of the Sith toilet paper that we found <laughs> in the base. 
It's it is German, and the Revenge of the Sith will be against your hurting bottom because it's smooth as silk. Uh, I mean, oh, it's no. a thing. Okay. I'm surprised they didn't get me to sell the toilet paper. Anyway, so we arrive on the snowy planet of Collar, where Jedi Master Depa Balaba, played by Archie Punjabi, is leading a battalion of clones, and we get a lot of classic Clone Wars imagery right off the bat. We got your battle droids, your tanks, and her clone commander, I believe, is Commander Gray, asks her where her Padawan is with the reinforcements, and she says he'll be there. And right away, this is great, because they pack so much Clone Wars in to just 10 minutes. They got battle droid humor, tanks, imagery. It's like, remember all this? Okay, good, because you're about to lose all of it, which I thought (laughs) that was really great. And the minute, of course, we see Depa Balaba, I saw Depa Balaba, I said... Oh, I know who we're getting. Oh, yeah. And then she says her Padawan's coming with reinforcements. And I said, now I really know who we're getting because mm-hmm. we know who Depa Balaba's Padawan is. If we forgot, we got a little reminder when we saw her in season seven at the Jedi hologram planning their bullshit party. And he's <laughs> little little Caleb Doom is right next to her. Yeah. Who comes who comes down on collar? But Caleb Doom, Padawan to Depa Balaba, also known as the future Kanan Jarrus, star and cowboy Jedi of Star Wars Rebels. You're Rebels, on you? Voiced here by Freddie Prince Jr. Yes! My, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> Doing his best Freddie Prince Jr. kid voice, you know? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It worked. Okay, absolutely. I might as well go there. For me, it worked. Yeah. Did it work for you? Sure, absolutely. Master! Here. I'm here. Caitlin, did it work for you? I loved it. It was charming as heck. Yeah, and this I loved was it. another Mark Hamill moment, because I swear he said something like, oh, they don't want me back. I'll never do Star Wars again. They don't want me back. And I hear him this. I'm like, there's no mistaking. Yeah, he was aging himself down. But I'm like, that's Freddie Prince Jr. right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and it's like, I feel like he, he wasn't going full Hamill. Like, I'm done with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> but I was like, uh, come on, man. I was, it was, it was good. Hey, yeah. He's got chops. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they, I'm glad they used him. I'm glad glad he's here uh generally do we like the inclusion of caleb doom in these events caitlin and bush super fun yeah uh it was unexpected but i'm happy that we got that little taste there for a second of uh something that is going to connect to the clone wars is going to connect to rebels it's going to connect to the entirety of star wars and that's what all of these shows are about it's darth synergy at work matt romano same question yeah, I mean, I was super psyched to see that. And it is Darth Synergy at work. And like Caitlin said, um, you know, it's it's just this nexus that connects Clone Wars, Rebels, and now the Bad Batch in the Filoni-verse of animation. The Filoni-verse. You know, yeah. it's, it's a like, nexus. It also has Dr. Tolley and so Yeah, of course. There. He's on the bridge. But, he's waiting for yeah, all this yeah. stuff he's to happen. He's got his hands yeah. up. Hands he's up. like, you're right. It's yeah, like exactly. time is the fire in which we burn, <laughs> Caleb Doom. Um, also a terrible Tolley and Soren impression. Yeah, I can do that one better. Anyway, I, I really liked it. I was not expecting it, but I like that they they alter his we because we we've already seen this scene in mm-hmm. canon, and we'll I'll get into that in a moment where and how we saw it. But this is mostly the same; it's just tweaked a little bit. But I like that they first off we're seeing it live in animation, and also I like that they're tying it into the Bad Batch. And as someone just tweeted at me. Uh, a listener to the show right before we started recording, you want to get the attention of Star Wars fans with a new show, this was a way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, it's yeah. not, a, oh, you know that other show that happened yeah. in the middle of Clone Wars that is still kind of connected to this? Here's how it's connected. 
I, I th- it's really, really, the more I think about it, the, the smarter it is. And it was like, man, that Dave Filoni, it's like, I think, uh, I think he knows what he's doing. He's heard, he's read the Bridger pamphlet. He knows what the, I, what the beat of the, <laughs> the fandom is, you know? Oh, sorry. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Let's does, does he have, what, yeah. what does he have his finger on the pulse? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the pulse, Caitlin. <laughs> the pulse. The pulse. For now, anyway, Caleb says reinforcements. Oh, you gotta see these clones. They're different. And then we cut to a boulder rolling down the hill from the boulder's POV, like the missile in Pearl Harbor. And it's rolling down the hill, and then it smashes a whole lot of battle droids, and then the cavalry has arrived, and in comes... Clone Force 99, a.k.a. the Bad Batch. The boys are back in town. As a reminder, they are defective clones with, quote unquote, desirable mutations that give them certain abilities, a certain set of skills. If anyone has forgotten this, they get about a billion reminders in this episode. And here's yet another one from us. We've got. Let's do the rundown as they appear. As we see, we get a quick little intro to each member of the squad. We got Wrecker who has crazy brute strength and loves to blow things up. He storms in, just starts slamming battle droids around and screaming. It's exactly what we... It's perfect entrance <laughs> for Wrecker. We've got Hunter, their leader, an expert tracker who can sense electromagnetic signals. He runs in, taking vibromites to the droids every, every which way. He's got a helmet on, but he takes it off for, for this dumbest reason. I always thought it was face paint on him, but it's probably a birthmark, don't you think? birthmark oh. or a scar or something like that mm, yeah I, I thought it was face paint yeah because we never like see him it's like we're on we're, we're going on a mission oh let me apply this we never see it's, it's <laughs> i want to see the rambo there. you know thing going on you know that, what I mean? that's yeah. what i always think of I'm like yeah. that's rambo in clone form yeah, yeah? exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but yeah that's what i used to think too but on late watching this i was like well maybe he's born with it um, <laughs> maybe it's Rambo. <laughs> maybe he's Palpatine. Who knows? <laughs> then we've got Tech, the brains, augmented intelligence. He runs around planting detonators on several droids. Why am I going into this? Before triggering them all at once. He's Tech. And then we have Echo, not an enhanced clone, but the last living member of Domino Squad, who we've known as far back as Clone Wars Season 1, Episode 5. And I was mistaken because a couple days ago I was thinking just to myself, I'm like, oh, we got this spinoff. It's great. But it's all these characters that we kind of just met. Not true. One of them we've known ever since episode five, season one. Echo yeah. right here, who you could say is an echo of his former self because he got blown up, was found and experimented on by separatists in season seven. And now he's the hacker of the group as one of his arms is a terminal jack. It can also be used as a weapon because we see him using it, running around here, jabbing droids with it. That and he's got that one is one arm and a blaster in the other. Last but not least, Crosshair, enhanced vision, ideal for sniping, and that's exactly what he's doing here, sniping droids from up top. They are teenagers with attitude. Cannon, cannon, fire. Oh, that's an introduction. Oh, boy. Their right powers there. combined, they call Captain Planet, who has all of their... No, no. Crosshair, you'll get caught up in the crosshair. Crosshair, crosshair. Was this a mistake? Yes. <laughs> You've been waiting for weeks to I've do I've been that. waiting for weeks to do a crossfire. Cross 
I think this as is we a mistake. Said, if, if, <laughs> Sorry. if anyone gets that reference, you're at least as old as Matt and I. Yeah, I guarantee yeah, you yeah. know it from the yeah. you know it from, Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know it from the commercial, and if you owned it, you regretted buying it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had a friend that I'm like, oh, you actually have that? He's like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the commercial looks great. He's like, yeah, but it sucks. Yeah, but you're don't not really it. in the arena, but anyway. Yeah, it's like, don't get it. It's not like the commercial. He's like, all right, all right, I won't get it. Anyway, Crosshair. Anyway, Hunter calls to Crosshair to get the tanks moving. He gives a low, sir, yes, sir, and then shoots grapples, connecting all of the tanks together. Wrecker starts just pushing all of the tanks as one off the cliff as a battle droid leans over and says, hey, stop that. <laughs> Wrecker, in fact, does not stop that. The others keep doing what they do as the tanks go right over the cliff. The entire squad of droids is gone as Depa Balaba and Caleb just kind of watch explosions from a distance and this group of five clones has just pretty much done the the work of an entire not entire army but an entire battalion with not a scratch on them they casually saunter back wrecker's got a battle droid over his arm just the head really on the spine and it asks him to surrender <laughs> wrecker then just rips it in half hunter suggests a counterattack, and commander gray is quick to say hey the general's the only one who gives orders around here definitely on her side Totally on her side. Ain't never going to turn. You could never convince me to turn on my Jedi general. Ain't nothing bad going to happen today. Nothing bad. And then you and then and then you enter with a SpongeBob voice. Five minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. I didn't even think that, but that's exactly what it is. Because there's I'm like, wow, they're really setting up. He's totally loyal to her. I wonder why. Depa then says, Hunter is right, though. They do have, he's like, he is, thank you for the loyalty, but he is right. We should launch a counterattack. And the regs, <laughs> as the batch call them, they all get going. Wrecker now calls to Caleb. There you are, little Jedi. You missed all the fun. And Caleb says, who's really fanboying on them, he says, watching your team in action was the fun. He's kind of a, uh, got a little Ezra Aww. Bridger going on here. Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, yeah. It was fun. Do you think Freddie Prinze threw a little Taylor Gray in his, in his performance here? I hope so. Yeah. Was there ever any doubt? <laughs> he could have. You were just waiting for it. The, he, you set <laughs> yeah. it up and we failed. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> one jump ahead of Taylor. One gray ahead of the pack. Anyway, Depa is impressed by their exploits. Record doesn't know what that means. She asks where her actual reinforcements are. And Hunter says, well, they were rerouted. So we're all you're going to get. And then Tech says none of it is going to be necessary as he's just gotten intel. He says... Clone Intelligence is reporting that Jedi General Obi-Wan Kenobi has found and engaged General Grievous on Utapau. So that's when we are in the timeline. And, and it, it's builds like... the t- it builds the tension because oh, you know yeah. exactly, like, the beats. Red flags! Red flags! Here. You know the beats! <laughs> red flags! Selling red flags! Red flag. Who wants to buy a red flag for sale? Big red Um, Hunter asks is like, so do you want to give orders or should we just go do what we do? Which is something I ask directors all the time. Depa says, well, Caleb, should we let them do what they do? And Caleb says, only if I can go with them. Hey, kid, you ready for this? We move fast. Good. That's the only way I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecker laughs, goes, I like him. And this is an ongoing thing of Wrecker enjoying the company of children. In this episode, it is. And it's not in a creepy way. It's just, he says it. 
He doesn't say it enough that it's creepy. He's like, one more, it would have been creepy. It's also that level of innocence that Wrecker has, too, where he kind of is a very large kid at heart. So he's uh, like, you're ready to have fun. I'm ready to have fun. He's a toddler. He's a gigantic toddler. Yes. He likes him because he's like, he's found a new friend. He's like, I found my equal because we're both kids. (laughs) Even though I can crush your head in my hand, we're both just a couple of knockabouts, aren't we? Um, Why did he turn into Cockney? So they all all run off. Yay. Yay for friends. Hooray for school. And yay. Everything's great. Nothing hurt. Except, nope, the show keeps going. This is where I was just, oh, this was done so well. The image stays on Depa Balaba. And then her clone commander, Commander Gray, gets a little ping in his helmet and just walks out of frame. And we stay on her and her expression changes. And then we hear a hologram boot up. We know exactly what's about to happen. Hollow Palpatine saying, execute order 66. Commander Gray does not hesitate immediately opens fire at Deba Balaba. She sparks up, defends herself. Caleb sees this in the distance. Deba is surrounded, however. Caleb sparks up and goes to help, but she screams that he must run. She's screaming, run, Caleb, run. And she screams, and then it's just, and she's a powerful Jedi, Deba mm. Balaba. Oh, yeah. But it's just too many of them. And she's <laughs> down. She's gone. There's only so much she can do. If, if, if for anyone interested, in, there are mostly legend stories about Deba Balaba, but there are some fascinating tales about her, really out there ones too. Like some, one of them involves amnesia. I think mm-hmm. none of them are canon anymore, but they're still really interesting reads. Anyway, Deba Balaba, dead, dead, dead. Cannon, cannon, fire. <laughs> Caleb does run. As she said, he runs right into the Batch. He holds a saber out in front of them and tells him, stay away from me, and he runs off. The Batch, however, they don't know what's going on. What the heck, man? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what? What's the deal, dude? We thought we were friends. We don't know what happened because they're not triggered. And part of me breathes a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, one of our theories, the Batch is not triggered. At least we don't have to worry about that. Few. Ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't, at least this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Five uh, minutes later. <laughs> That, see, there you go. That's, yeah. I think I've, I think we've that's, discovered the theme of this. Yes, pretty that's much the theme what of this happens episode. over and over yep. this episode, especially if you're coming in. If you're coming yep. in cold, you, you probably a lot of that's going to be lost to you. But if you're coming into this, you're you're coming in warm. You're going to you know what's happening. Yeah. and it's not that it's signposted. It's just in a bad way. It's giving you that feeling of oh, this is mm. this is well. Too good. We've talked about this like for so many different properties, so many different times about Order 66 and how I think I forgot who said it. It might have been me that just like likes seeing <laughs> Order 66. It, it was It was you. me. Okay, from different perspectives. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah. Happy May the 4th to you both. Yeah, hey, I get to, see, get to see Order 66 again. Yeah. More dead Jedi. <laughs> The Batch doesn't know what's going on. Tech says the comm channel is only broadcasting one thing, execute order 66. They're all hearing it. They don't know what it is and they aren't being triggered by it. So, phew, we got that. Echo and Tech go to talk to the red clone captain and see what's up. Hunter tells Crosshair that they've got to find the Padawan and make sure he's okay. So I love that this is Hunter's priority. He's yeah. trying to, we got to go find this kid and make sure he's okay. It's like Hunter's also like kind of the, the father figure here kind of takes it on in this mm-hmm, episode yeah. where he just looks after all of the younger ones. And that's, I mean, that at being the leader, he's going to kind of feel a responsibility, but father leader. I love him. I, I, I liked him before. I love him now. I yeah. really do. He's just, and it's not just because he has a cool knife always stuck in his 
What's this in his in his wrist? Wrist, the yeah. wrist holster, the, the knife, the knife wrist oh, holster. Yeah. I, I, I love a gauntlet knife holster. <laughs> Put that on my Christmas list. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Hunter tells Crosshair they've got to go find the Padawan. Hunter shows off his tracking skills. So they find Caleb. Hunter calls out to him, but Crosshair doesn't call out. He just shoots at him. Hunter asks what the Criffy's doing. He says he's following orders. Hunter counters that they don't even know what the order is, and then Crosshair says. Good soldiers follow orders. And that's when my heart just drops down to the floor. Because here's a scenario that we really didn't consider, at least when we were talking about the trailer. We thought that either all of the batch would turn or none of them would turn. I'll speaking only for myself, I kind of didn't consider that one of them would turn and not the others, or that some that they'd be split up in in, in a way like this. And we don't know for certain at this point that Crosshair is triggered, but we know from season six of The Clone Wars what those words mean and his behavior from this point onward increasing throughout this episode makes it very clear that he is triggered. So Crosshair has had Order 66 trigger in him, but the rest of the batch has not. Cannon, cannon, fire. And now for the whole rest of the episode, it's pretty much the microaggression challenge with crosshair. <laughs> it's like, how many little snipes and digs can we get in? And I'm going to have some uh, questions along the way for you, CM Bush, because I just want to hear you drag. I know it's not his fault as we know, right. but I mean, he's yeah, doing what he's doing, yeah. but do, yeah. do you have to be such a prick yeah, about it? Man, he's not a nice, he's not a nice person per se. And he wasn't before it was triggered anyway. Yeah. He's not yeah. the, the, he's not a peach He's my least favorite from the start. From yeah. the start. He was, he was my favorite. I know, I remember that. I was, I've been waiting. He was the chosen one. I was waiting to bring it up. He was your favorite, Brian. Uh, uh, I, 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 I bet you were. I bet you we can't, couldn't wait to, to, to just, well, that my favorite my record is beloved by everyone. Thank you. Yeah. This is true. You're not wrong, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I, we definitely can't even keep that. I'm gonna bleep that whole thing. Uh, All right, you know what? You know what, Matt? Eat me. There we go. Okay, there you go. Better, better. Anyway, Crosshair is triggered, and he's about to start triggering others. Cannon, cannon, fire! Wrecker, who everyone just loves. No, I yeah, do too. He's great. I love him too. He's, so much he's, fun. he's adorable and lethal at the same time, just like me. <laughs> Wrecker tells the regs that Hunter is handling the Padawan. They're suddenly very cold and say the orders are from the Chancellor himself. And they're all just now. Wrecker calms Hunter to tell him that they're on their way. Tech comes in and says the orders are for all Jedi to be executed. Hunter asks, which Jedi? And Tech says, all of them. Oh, man. Crosshair now accept. he just accepts that immediately. He's like, kill all the Jedi? Okay, no problem. Hunter does not. Crosshair then sees Caleb in a tree and just shoots. Caleb runs right at him and they both go at it. Lightsaber whirling around. Crosshair's array of guns. Caleb runs. Crosshair's down. Hunter follows and tries to reason with him. And they're, edge- they're on the edge of this gorge by an icy waterfall. And Hunter is trying to reason with him just as confused as he is and just starting to get through to him as, cro- as Crosshair comes to. Caleb is listening, but then he hears other clone chatter and he does a Jedi leap just over the cliffs. He's like, nope, you know what? I'm, I'm not trusting you. I'm out of here. And he's over the cliff, the gorge to the other side of this chasm. And this is the shot I was mentioning before, this gorgeous wide shot of 
this gorge with this waterfall, and we have Padawan with lightsaber ignited on one side and a clone on the other. And this shot, just mind blown yeah. for this shot. It's beautiful. This, this is just a work of, it's a work of art, <laughs> is what it is. It just yeah. is. Yeah. It just Fully. is. Uh, we, we know this. Okay, <laughs> Caleb deactivates his saber and runs off. See you in another show, kid. Crosshair approaches Hunter and asks where the Jedi is. Hunter lies. He says, I stunned him when he jumped. He didn't make it. Crosshair scans around, likely not buying that at all. Some other regs show up, and we have a fade out. So all in all, for everything so far, I'm just going to give it another mind blown. Because what a way to start a oh, new boy. series, yeah. right? This is a fine time to acknowledge how this opening is a little different from Canon Canon, which is a very specific kind mm. of canon. Um, Caleb Doom's side of Order 66 was shown in the Canon comic, Canon the Last Padawan, written by Greg Wiseman with art by Pepe Larraz. This is similar to how the Canon events having to do with the Siege of Mandalore and E.K. Johnston's Ahsoka novel were done differently in season seven of The Clone Wars, except here it's not as much of a departure as that was. In the comic, we're still on a planet called Collar. Uh, obviously, the Bad Batch isn't there. Depa Balaba and Caleb are still betrayed by clone allies, of course. Commander Gray is one of them. Styles is the other, and both Gray and Styles play a big part going going forward in that comic, at least for the first six issues. Aside from the Batch not being involved, Depa's saber is green in the comic and blue on the series. And I thought that this was another change that the show made. I said, "Oh, the change. The show just changed a color." So then I went to a little book called The Lightsaber Collection. I'm like, I wonder what this has to say. And wouldn't you know it, Mm. it lists her lightsaber color in that book is blue. Wow. Wow. So in a way, the comic was the different thing and the show was right. right. Okay. Yeah. What a a little moment that was for me. (laughs) It sounds like a a captain's corner, Brian. (laughs) That sounds like you're going a little too deep here. (laughs) Oh. It's the worst thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) You take that okay, back yeah, right now. Right. Um, aside from that, Depa still tells Caleb to run. It's a bigger scene in the comic, and she's really shrieking it. The letters are really big. That's how you know. And a clone does have the line, good soldiers follow orders. So though it is different, we've now come to accept changes like this. They happen. A galaxy this large, there's going to be more than one version of these events out there. It doesn't render that comic useless or this show revisionist. They're both valid. If you want to see more of what little Caleb did next, I do recommend that comic. Again, it's called Kanan, The Last Padawan, and it's a really good read. Um, and there's stuff in there, more of Caleb Doom's Order 66 experience and a variation on the death of Depa Balaba. And this was something that both Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett were aware of. They wa- they knew this comic existed. They wanted to honor it. They worked very carefully with Dave Filoni on how to do this. So for that little change in Kanan, Canon, what have you, Canon, Kanan, Canon, fire! <laughs> It's all from a certain point of view, you know, when you look at it. That. Yeah, from that. A, from a certain point yeah. of view. Uh, back from the fade out, and we're with the Bad Batch's ship, an Omicron-class attack shuttle, and the ship's name is the Havoc Marauder. What a great ship name. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. 
That's good. Cool yeah, you name. say you. Yeah, I like the cool. way you said that. Cool. They're cool moms. They're yeah. cool moms. They're cool moms. It's not like other ships. It's a it's cool, a cool ship. ship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they pull up on Camino, and Wrecker says, "Oh, it's good to be home." Crosshair questions Hunter immediately about whether the Padawan is dead or not. Looking, he was looking across and not down. And this, as I already said, begins a series of microaggressions that generally lead to "I'm just going to kill you" aggression. <laughs> the V-Wings are flying over to Paca City on Camino, which is new. They're asking for clearance codes. Something's going on. As, as always, the batch is just in the dark. They're not triggered. They're not getting this. They don't know what's happening. The ship lands. The batch gets out and notes Coruscant shock troopers are there. What the criff is going on? One of the shock troopers answers this question. It's the end of the war. Grievous is dead. The Separatist leadership has collapsed. And right as he says that, we see a body under a sheet getting carried away. And I thought that this was Shakti because we know that Shakti was stationed as the Jedi mm. representative on Kamino. But Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett recently directly confirmed that it is not Shakti. It's so I don't know who this particular You're Jedi trying to identify is. the body, the Jedi body by. Well, like, yeah, well, I, I just thought I was like, because I'm still trying to figure would out that make the story better for, for you, Brian, if you knew. What? Look, <laughs> yes, because I want a canonical death for okay, Shakti. Okay, yeah, we fair, still don't really fair. know. That's fair. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. thank you. Yeah. Hey, you're the one wanting a million more Order 66s. No, Kaylin, right? I mean, <laughs> I, some of these some of these dopes are my friends, man. Anyway, we don't know who this Jedi is, but we know it's a Jedi because a lightsaber drops out. Trooper grabs it up and is like, what, is there a problem? They're like, no, 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 no problem. We'll just go to our barracks Move and along. wait Move this along. mandatory yeah. town hall that we're going to have in 20 minutes. It sounds like 10 tons of fun. Uh, question for another time. We know what happens to the Separatist leadership. Do we ever find out what happened to the Separatist Senate that we learned about in the Clone Wars? Again, question for another time. Now, they note all of the regs are acting cold differently. Tech tests this, asking one of them a polite question, and he pretty much gets elbowed and gets told to shut up. And Tech says, well, uh, that's normal. That's how we always get treated. But still, something is off here. We go to their barracks. So we go in, Echo immediately says, smells getting worse. Hunter says, you're still new. You get used to it. Crosshair says, speak for yourself. <laughs> Wrecker <laughs> takes a knife and adds a tally to the wall. 11 more successful missions. Someday my family is going to come That's back. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. But anytime I see a tally on a wall now, I think of yeah. Ray Skywalker. Ble bless her. Bless her soul. <laughs> So Echo remarks that Collar was not a win. Wrecker, said, Wrecker doesn't get it. He says they completed their objective. And Crosshair chimes in. He splits hairs, if you will, and says, not every objective. Hunter let that Jedi kid escape. Or do you want to keep lying to us? So he's full on saying it. Yeah. Um, so he's like, or do you want to keep lying to us? I don't like to think of executing our commanders as a mission objective. An order is an order. Since when? And I say, yeah, since when? Since when does this particular group care so much about orders and directives? Your whole thing is breaking the rules and playing by your own rules. And Crosshair's just twiddling with his toothpick in his mouth. And there, here, right here, is where I start seriously rethinking my favorite batch oh, member. Yeah. Right this is how long it took? This is how long it took? The voice, the toothpick, no. the hair, I, the, the eyebrows. He's, he's the worst. He's the worst. The world. 
of them all. What kind of reaction are you trying not, to not, I'm not trying to be like mean about it. You know, it just he's just the worst. You know, he's not an original member of the batch. But if I had to choose now, it'd be Echo. Mm. Yeah, Echo's okay, that's a good one. Echo. Echo. I love Echo. Because if you just watch Echo in this episode when fights are happening and people arguing in front of him, he just watches wide-eyed, so just interested, mm-hmm. taking it all in. He's just perfect watching everything happen with no judgment on his face. He's just interested in everything. I'm like, I, I love you, yeah. man. I, I've known you since 2008, <laughs> Echo. I love you. It's a long time. Anyway, Echo says, none of this makes sense. Why would clones turn like this? Tech has an answer. Says the Kaminoans inhibited the cognitive functions of clones to engineer them to follow orders without question. Wrecker says, we sure don't. To which Tech says, yes, obviously we're different. They manipulated pre-existing aberrations in our DNA, resulting in your brute strength, crosshair sharpshooting skills, hunters enhanced senses, and my exceptional mind. Over all of this, by the way, Wrecker is annoying crosshair with a batch-colored Tuka dog. So Wrecker has a dog. Yes. Well, and I, I didn't want to bring it up before, but going back to like the mind of a child, he's a yeah. child. You know, yeah. he's a child. Yeah. He's a doll. And not, not like an action right. figure and, and a couple of like it's Nerf guns. This is yeah. a doll. It's cute Wrecker doll. has a doll. Wait, wait, have they started selling that yet? Because uh, I feel a little merchandising coming. Merchandising. 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 Where the real money from the bad batch is made. <laughs> They're going to sell it. I, I'm pretty sure they sell Tuka dolls at Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if you can get the batch colored uh, one yet, but it, but they probably will. In the meantime, freaking spray paint, man. I don't know. <laughs> Do I have to solve all of your problems? Okay. No, Tex says, my guess is we are immune to the effects of the programming, though I can't be 100% certain of it. Cut to Crosshair, <laughs> just looking at the floor. And I'm like, wow, Crosshair, between his gray hair and everything and his skinny face, he's got a little Tarkin thing this going guy. on. And I'm like, yeah. I'm glad I never liked him. I'm glad I've never said he was my savior. <laughs> Hunter, yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, that guy, am I right? Anyway, Hunter then asks about Echo. He says, this is a question, right as I was about to ask, he's like, he was a reg before he joined us. Echo is also curious. And Tech says, the damage you sustained on Skako Minor most likely wiped out all of your preset behavioral modifications. You are more machine than man, percentage-wise, at least. It's a nice follow-up that he added. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Percentage-wise, yes, but... And immediately we know it's riffing on a classic line, but it's from Tech, and he means he doesn't mean unkindness yes. here when he says that. So I like that. It's like, percentage-wise at least, it's like, to me, you're, you're all man. It's like, trust me, I was with you last night. I, I should know. He doesn't say that. <laughs> Echo's response is, lucky me. Then they're all called to a giant Zoom meeting, which is a giant <laughs> assembly, which staging area for a briefing on the state of the Republic. We cut to a race of clones and we got Palpatine's Senate address from Revenge of the Sith is playing over the hollow. Of course, it's Ian McDermott because it's the same exact lines. As far as I can tell, the exact same yeah, lines. Yeah, I was trying to really Sith. decipher I that. Re- I agree. The attempt on my life. Has left me scarred and deformed. You can say that again. Yeah. I, it sounds exactly yeah. the same. While this plays, Hunter looks over at the gathered Kaminoans and he sees a young humanoid girl with a medallion on her head standing next to Nala Say, who's the Kaminoan doctor we met in the Clone Wars, first in season one, in the season one malevolence arc, and then she majorly gaslit fives during the big clone arc in season six. Remember yeah, that? Mm-hmm. This is the one. This is that damn Kaminoan doctor. She is played once again by Gwendolyn Yo. 
Prime Minister Lama Su is also present, played here once again by Bob Bergen, as he was on The Clone Wars. And Matt, you might like this. Bob Bergen did many Star Wars voices in games and spoofs and such, including several racers in Episode One Racer, <laughs> and he voiced Odie Mandrell in Racer's Get Revenge. Get out of here. Oh, my goodness. I am 100% serious. Yeah. That's well, your favorite, yeah, right? Of course. If I don't have a, a favorite new voice actor, geez, now I do. Wait, no. Is it what was the guy in, in, in Pod Racer that you're always saying is like haunts your dreams? The, the guy that goes, Wah. he's a. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think he voices. Okay, that yeah, guy, that's okay. the guy I like. Yeah. Wait a minute. His famous Pitroy We've team. only done like Wah. two episodes about him. Uh, <laughs> he died in, <laughs> in the Pod Race. And then his but son. The game, okay, anyway, yeah, but anyway. He yeah. haunts you. Oh, yeah, his yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now we're here with Waluigi, it. apparently, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> hey, if if the purple hat fits, <laughs> so, something strikes Hunter about this kid, who we will very shortly find out is named Omega and is voiced by Michelle Ang. And she speaks in a Kiwi accent. Right? Am I right? It's Kiwi, isn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm clocking New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, because I've certainly watched enough Lord of the Rings behind the scenes footage to be instantly charmed by any Kiwi accent. So it's got to be that. Palpatine then gets to the part of the speech where the real bomb drops. The Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. And the clones cheers. The Imperial March plays. The Batch does not cheer, though. They're like, what the criff is this? Echo even questions this out loud. Tex says, still don't think the regs are programmed. And once again, Liberty dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> Transition to the batch walking through the halls. Echo doesn't get how it's an empire now, weren't they? Soldiers of the Republic? Crosshair says, Republic, Empire, what's the difference? <laughs> hey, Crosshair, your armband is showing. Oh. Also, there's a big difference. <laughs> Tech's answer to him, though, is the systematic termination of the Jedi is a big one for me. I'm like, yeah, me too, yeah, Tech. Not I'm, I'm liking you yeah. all the more. Hunter then does his best Poe Dameron impression and says they've got company and they turn to see Omega, who has followed them. Tech says she is an adolescent human female. Origins uncertain. She's been wondering when this group would come back. She's another big fan, another young big fan of the batch, and knows all of their names. But what is she doing on Camino? Nala Say struts up her job, of course, she says. She is my medical assistant, one with a very curious mind that causes her to wander. The kid then gets taken off, and Hunter remarks that this day just keeps getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> this deal's getting worse all <laughs> yeah. the time. As if <laughs> literally one second later shuttle <laughs> arrives and who's on it governor Crapbag tarkin played once more to perfection by steven stanton who really shows what an utter pos he is in this oh, episode yeah. oh, he's so good he already so knew. good it's not a shocker so but oh man it's like oh you know what i'm glad you blew up yeah. dude. oh no i love peter cushing the actor peter cushing was a genius but man in terms of tarkin the yeah, character I'm tarkin glad you're glad he blew up, up yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad you dust. <laughs> anyway, he walks down the gangway like a stilted POS, as I said, definitely transitioned into his Imperial uniform because, as we've noted before, his pants definitely are ploofier. He takes a meeting with <laughs> Lama Su in the glowing white ladles with uh, Ton Wee, I assume, is standing to the side. And we're mid-meeting in the glowing, la glowing white mm. ladle room. 
Uh, Lama Su is surprised by some news. Chancellor Palpatine has always supported their cloning advancements. And Tarkin says, Emperor Palpatine's priorities have changed. With the war at an end, the need for future clones is being questioned. Naturally, they were, of course, a means to an end. That end has come. Time to dump them. That's the Palpatine way. Lama Su says, hey, our contracts stipulate... The continued production. And Tarkin says, your contracts were with the Republic, which no longer exists. <laughs> Lama, Lama Sue points out, well, things are precarious. You're going to need some clone troopers to maintain order. And Tarkin says, indeed, a service conscription soldiers could provide at half the cost. So we know that Kaminoans are interested in the size of your pocketbook and that clones probably aren't cheap. And we also know that clones get phased out in favor of conscripts. But question for you, Caitlin, because this for me just like threw that dart right at the wall. That's a that's a phrase, right? Sure. Uh, this scene right here and Tarkin saying that this is the beginning of that transition. Don't oh, you think? absolutely. And it gives us a, a, a reason for the first time of why this started happening, because it was. It, it's money. It's capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's money. It's. I mean, M- Matt, would you agree? I mean, they got, that that big ball of death ain't going to pay for itself. Well, the, this actually, everything that happened in this episode, I, I I might have stopped and thought about this the most. Is yeah. just starting to think about money in Star Wars. In Star Wars, you can't think about it too hard. Yeah, they're not just doing it for money. No, no, right, right, yeah. And then I think about Last Jedi and DJ, and he's on the ship, and he's showing. Uh, you know, Finn and Rose, they, how, how there's good guys on both sides paying for bad ships and all that stuff. It's just yep. crazy. It's uh, it's it's wild to think about that they would worry about money because everything is excess for the Empire. They have like a billion of everything, you know, and yeah. somebody's really worrying about how many TIE fighters the they have. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who on the on the Death Star was like, well, as they blew up, they were actually just doing the budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we lo- we lost 30 TIE fighters, sir. What? what? Oh, crazy. Somebody, I mean, they got to pay for this Death Star, which is, which is, again, something like this. They're going for the grand with that instead of the smarter TIE Defender program. Yeah. There's a mistake. Right, they go with right the TIE exactly. Defenders, uh, they, they wouldn't have lost. They, they didn't go with the, the, that TIE fighter. Why? Because they couldn't afford they, it? They, they didn't go. <laughs> it's crazy. Because it's no, because it's not flashy. <laughs> oh, right, it's right. not. It doesn't make a mm. statement. It doesn't make a big freaking bang, man. Had, had one too many wings. The thing is here also, it's if this is a shatter point moment, I think, because if not for conversations like this, and this is then the whole rest, seeing if the clones are actually worthy and seeing if they'll just be blindly obedient. It's the whole point to the rest of this episode in a lot of ways. This is a shatter point moment. For the entire rest of the war, because if he had said right there, it's like, yes, we will pay for your clones. They're obviously better. So I don't I haven't seen the movies yet, but they're probably better shots, too. We're just going to keep going clones and forget about conscripts between that and the tight defenders. Rebels yeah. lost the war right there. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get to see this process in which he is testing uh, clones that he might think could be assets. And yet- yeah, yeah. Wow. Right. And it's and it's and it's and it's really quite and he does it in awful ways. Lama Su is quick to point out that the skill level and proficiency of the clones is way above recruited troops. But Tarkin says he'll be the judge of that for this whole conversation of the Empire being cheap, 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 cannon, cannon, fire and sensors at the ready. Apparently, the Sith do not gold. <laughs> well, and, and you'd be surprised to think that because on Exegol, somehow 
they had endless material yes. to build a billion star destroyers. Who paid those guys? There's some chatter in the mess among the clones <laughs> about Tarkin evaluating them. The batch continues the convo about programming, control, and conditioning. What makes Wrecker want to blow things up? Is it just him? Is it conditioning? Is it the conditioner? Is it his shampoo? He doesn't know. He doesn't like this whole line of questioning. He says, I like to blow things up just because I like to blow things up. Got it. Simple. Omega then. Yeah. It's, it's simple as that. I'm like, well, when you put it like that, Omega sits with them, which surprises tech, especially because that's never happened. I, I, Hunter asked the kid, you know, what's your deal? What's what are your parents? We're pretty much like, what's going on with you? Right as a reg passes and says, oh, another member added to the sad bunch. <laughs> Good like, one. Wow. Yeah, beat me to it. That's literally what I wrote. Good one. one. It's like, do they not have comedy conditioning for the clones? Nah. Because that was lame. Yeah, they, they obviously don't. Anyway, Omega then throws food at that really bad insult comic clone <laughs> and demands an apology for her new best friends. Wrecker once again says, I like this kid. I'm like, okay. <laughs> let me play with the kids. Just let me play with the kids, please. Can you imagine if, if Thrawn continually said this? Like, oh, I like No, see, de it's, it's de it's different. Like, okay. Way different. Yeah. Much, completely different vibe. Yeah, completely it. different vibe. Oh, I like yeah. this kid. I want to play yep, dolls that's okay. with him. Here, sir, take you know, my it's, child. It's different See? energy. Record, yes. take yeah. my child. This whole, this whole <laughs> thing shows, again, the line between hero and villain, the point of no return, really, in Star Wars is, you're going to kill kids? Because if if you do, then- Also, may I add- um, it's all villains all about the voice. You got Crosshair, who's like, oh, you killed that Jedi. And then you got, you know, Thrawn, who's like, let me show you the art. And then Wrecker's like, blow it up. And everybody loves him. Like, you know, it's like, you got, if you're a villain, you can't sound like Crosshair. Okay. It's you know true. what my favorite part of that was? My favorite part of that was you, before you said, may yeah. I add? And you didn't wait for permission. So what am I going to say? No, you may not add No, that? I just steamed rolled that right in. Yeah. So everyone is now dumber for having listened to that. So there's Valid no control point. over it. So moving yeah. forward. Anyway, so forward sorry. Hunter diffuses and the reg says to Omega, know your place, lab scrabber. And we can add that <laughs> to, <laughs> to our to mud scuffer ah, and, and your dank ferric and all these insults. Yeah. Wrecker then throws a full full tray of food and a food fight breaks out. And then it turns into a real fight. And Echo says, not again. Crosshair is just trying to eat some soup and it gets spilled on him a little bit. So he joins in the fight, too. Before getting knocked out with the tray, Echo sees that Tarkin has been watching the whole time. And he wakes up in the med bay where Omega is with them, as well as the droid that we met in again in the season six fives arc. This droid's name, it says its entire name, so so am I, AZI-34521189624649. Or just AZ, as they Amazing. all call him for short. Yeah. If you remember, Matt, you should like this droid because he can turn into a boat. Yes. It's like your dream. It's a friend yes. who's also a boat. I saw that I, I saw this character and immediately fell on my ground and just passed out for 10 seconds. Like I just passed out. <laughs> Yeah, because you just like, got yeah. hot, hot, hot for this droid. Who's your Who's your best friend? Who's also a boat? AZ. I mean, the, the, the droid Daddy. can do anything. Who's your? You don't want the friend who's also a boat song. I don't want okay, it if you're about enough. to run through the entire name of the droid again. No, I wasn't. Okay. I was just going to do yeah. a couple right. more yeah. verses. Right. It was going to be great, but now I don't want show to. Left, Look, Brian. So Echo, yeah. I, know, I know. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I really am. 
Personally, I enjoyed that. Anyway, Echo freaks out. He naturally doesn't like being hooked up to a bunch of machines. Of course he doesn't. AZ then breaks the news to the rest of the batch as they come in and says, I'm sorry to tell you, you're all genetically defective clones. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, know. I'm shocked. Echo's like, we have a problem. And Texas, not really. We're more deviant than we are defective. He's like, no, it's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> he tells them that I saw Tarkin and he's doing the evaluating. He's like, and Tech's like, the same Tarkin from the Citadel rescue where you, how shall I put this? Record says blew up and Crosshair then adds to it and turned into that. <sighs> like, oh, you you seriously and echo says yes and he's not a big supporter of clones to put it mildly he knows this is bad news hunter tells them the prime minister is some of them some off they go omega wants to go with them hunter says no on the way they get rerouted they're not going for a meeting or a reprimand they're going testing so they're on the clone training course that we saw back in season three at the beginning they rise up through the floor, just as Domino Squad once did, and they're on the course on high. Tarkin says that this will be a combat proficiency test. The simulation begins, and it's been tweaked since last we saw it. The droids are a little different. The whole place has been, you know, we get the feeling it's seen more than a few of these. The batch does what they do, and they dominate this criff. Record just wrecking stuff left and right, and ultimately they're done, and he screams. What else you got? You asked Tarkin, for it. <laughs> yeah, Tarkin, it's like, well, you had to ask. Uh, Tarkin says the Galactic Empire is to be stronger than the Republic which preceded it. Its soldiers must follow suit. Switch to live fire. Uh, of course, yes, you want the troops to be stronger. But this doesn't, doesn't this contradict what he said earlier? It's like, if you want the troops to be stronger, then you're going to use conscripts who can't do anything. No, I think it's all about show of force for the empire. Yeah. So it, it, they don't really care about like there's five guys that can like be an army. They just want like five armies, you know? Yeah. Why pay for five guys when they can enslave 50 guys? Yeah, they guys can just throw people and at it, you know? Yeah, which yeah. they do. They're not as good. It's like the battle droid thing. It's like, yeah, they suck, but there's a exactly. lot of them. That's the whole thing. That's that's the thing. I get your absolutely. That's a good point, Matt. Oh, thank you. Lama Sue prot uh, protests. She says this could damage my clones and my facility. I'm like, excuse you, my Tarkin says you'll be compensated, and then says do it. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't go do it. He of course says do it, or I don't know how. To, how to, it's it's prissy. Do it. Do it. He's not Maggie Smith. He's like, oh, Robert, I said to do, do it. it. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> do it. How do it. Bigger droids appear. They shoot Wrecker. Oh, that hurts. Mm. I don't like seeing Wrecker get shot. The Batch realizes they're using live rounds, and they're like, the training blasters are worthless. They improvise like they always do, just like they did on Felucia. It involves tech reprogramming a droid, going after some of it. Tarkin notices all of these abnormal techniques, and Lama says, yeah, they veer away from standard combat a lot the reprogrammed droid eventually goes down tech goes down with them but they this is what i love about them it's like tech they see tech go down they're like okay protect him it's like or one of them goes they, they leave no they one don't leave a brother behind ever ever certainly not this group at this point they'll probably leave crosshair behind but you know even yeah. that even that if it was here hunter would still would not let that no. go and crosshair would still snipe at him as he was being dragged <laughs> off the battle ends actually thanks to crosshair who they have this great move where we thought it in the trailer it was a knife gun turns out it's not it's 
He calls to Wrecker for a knife. Wrecker tosses up a knife at Crosshair, who then fires at it with a training blaster, and it goes right into a droid's head. so cool. You know, I don't know what's cooler. I I I was really uh, hoping for the knife gun. I don't know. I mean, we still. Uh, <laughs> I want. I wish it could technically be like a harpoon. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Is that yeah? Like yeah, Caitlin. Wow. That's it. That's like, it. Uh, all right, freaking Captain Ahab. <laughs> over here. But she's not wrong. And she's not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Knife, knife, gun, McEdwards on the other <laughs> on the other corner. I mean, Matt, don't worry. For for this life day, I am getting you a knife gun. Okay. We're just the question. Oh, yeah, that's what we need in the show. Yeah. That's what we need around here. That's so, what we need in here. That's what, Starbinger that's base. The only thing a knife Matt gun. Romano's life is missing. A friend that can turn into a boat and a knife gun. Many knife guns. Coming to Disney Plus anyway. this summer. Knife Ooh. gun. Also coming to Red boat. Blade. No, okay. just kidding. <laughs> Droid boat knife gun opening for the red blade. Wow. wow. <laughs> also have monster uh, trucks. Right. Okay. So the overall that the bad batch theme plays in triumph and Tarkin just walks out without a word. I'm like, you jerk. You just saw an artist's doing their best, and you just walk out. We cut to the clone baby capsules where we got Tarkin, Lamassu, Nalase, and Omega. Tarkin is still not convinced. He wants to know more about this batch and what it is they do. <laughs> I want to know more about what you do here. We got Nalase and says they are medically defective clones whose cellular mutations enhance traits desirable in a soldier. Tarkin says, how many enhanced clones do they have? Nalase says there are five. And I thought... This is interesting because we're like five. Yep, we know there are five members of the Bad Batch. And then I thought, wait, Echo's not enhanced, mm -hmm. so he can't be one of the five. So technically you have four members of the Batch. Who's the fifth? I wonder who they're talking about. Guess what? We find out in this episode, Tarkin doesn't like their disregard for orders and asks if they went along with Order 66. Lama Su says, well, the Jedi General and Padawan on color are eliminated, so one would assume. Tarkin isn't buying it because a counter report was filed that says the Padawan escaped. Tarkin then says, let us see where the loyalty of these clones truly lies. So back at the clone barracks, Wrecker ain't happy with the live rounds. Crosshair is fine with it. Tarkin's in their doorway and he says, the new empire is unorthodox and so are you. And now let's say, says you're more effective than an entire army, so I have a mission for you. Pretty much he sends them to Onderon to deal with insurgents. They think, they, they, he says, Separatist forces intent on keeping this galaxy at war. They hear Separatists, they immediately think they're going to find droids. And Tarkin makes it clear, go and do what I want you to do, or I'm going to keep questioning things and you're all going to get shut down. Like pretty much this is one of your last, if not your mm -hmm. last chance. Tech is cracking Imperial Intel on the insurgents. Oh, before this, rather, Omega... Uh, you know, it says, I don't trust him. I don't, you don't, shouldn't trust anyone here. This is dangerous. You know, this bad stuff going on here. Please take me with you and all this. And Hunter doesn't go along I love along her with so it. much. Yeah. Says, no. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking yeah. her too. I think she's a really, it's a, easy to get a character like this wrong. Well, and, and the best part is it's like her, her enhancement is curiosity. So right off the yeah. bat, like you're just in love with her because this far we know, yeah. yeah this and far we know, she, right? And she yeah. just like it's it's very um she's like imprinted onto Hunter especially. Yeah, she's like she's like yeah. you are my older brother now, and I will follow you everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. 
it's a good way to put it because we have we've had like characters like this in Star Wars before. It's like, but she's not quite Ezra. She's not quite Grogu. It would be easy to say, oh, it's just a copy of that. But I don't think no, it no, is. no. She's like a duckling. Uh, she strikes me as, as yeah. original, and she's also a a mysterious duckling child figure. Which she is my child. Star Wars is rampant with mysterious ducklings. But yeah, I was going to ask Caitlin. We got a child here. Oh, uh, child absolutely. She is. She is my child. Full yeah. on child. Um, I like to think that she was in the background of the movie Hunt for the Wilder People the whole time. You just didn't see her. So it's Ricky Baker, and then she's just in the background. Anyway, I love that movie. So he says, he's like, look, kid, you're you're nice and everything, but we're going to go. Crosshair meets him at the ship, gives him another microaggression. And I want to say, Caitlin, uh, quick statement on Crosshair, if you'd please. He is a snake. Uh, and uh, it's not it's not here's the thing. It is really not. He, he's a prickly person by nature. And it is not fully his fault that this is has come to him, because as we learn, part of Order 66 has has triggered in his brain. So he really can't help it. So it's just exasperating the dickish qualities of him at this point. Uh, but he really he really is just like a little snake. Like, of course, it was going to be him. It was go if if it was going if to was trigger in any, any of them, of them yeah. it was going to be him. And and why why was it him? Because he's trained to look at a distance yeah. and not get up close and personal. So that's would you agree? Absolutely, Matt? that's what I was going to say. Uh, it's just like he he fights from uh, from far away. And as you pointed out before, <laughs> Matt, he's always kind of been cold yeah. and distant. So if anyone's not going to have those connections, <laughs> <He> nailed it. <laughs> it's him. But but it's also worth saying is that it hasn't triggered in him mm -hmm. fully. It's not fully triggered not yet. yet. It's he hasn't gone full, full, uh, full as Caitlin might say, full butt bag. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so off to Onderon we go. Last scene in the Clone Wars season five. Hunter says they'll do this covertly, which Hunter, which Wrecker rather does not like. They're on the mood, and as I said, they're expecting droids. They don't have droids. What do we got instead? We got Saw Gerrera, baby. Ooh boy, Saw Gerrera and people and Crosshair doesn't care if they're droids or not. He's got an old grandma in his sights, and he's like, oh, Give he's, me he's, he's ready to <laughs> murder people. It's like. They're like, oh, my God, they're actual living people. And Cross is like, got a kill shot. Give me the order. Hunter's like, what is <laughs> wrong like, with you, man? Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, seriously, it has been a lot of You this. need to call. Need you need to, to take this. a breather. Stand in the yeah. corner. You're about to say something that Caitlin M. Bush is going to put on a mug. <laughs> so you just calm down. Um, and again, we have Hunter does not give the order, has them stand down. And yeah, it's Hunter wants to hear them out. They go to the camp. Echo says they aren't separatists. They are Republic fighters. Why would Tarkin send them to attack their own forces? And Saw says, because we refuse to fight for an empire. Naturally, as you said, Caitlin, it's the insurgents on Onderon. So they are led by Saw. This is not far after his season five Clone Wars introduction. So he's still voiced by Andrew Cashino. He hasn't transitioned to Forrest Whitaker yet, but is a little twinge of Forrest in the night, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a if you listen to him in season five. The beginning of a blending here. Yeah. Yeah. He's building a rainbow bridge to the forest, yes. if you will. <laughs> wow. 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 Tech recognizes him immediately, says he was trained by Captain Rex and General Skywalker to fight for the Republic. Saul goes right at them. What are you going to do? Strike us down like he did the Jedi? And they're all like, what, us? No, we didn't do that. That was literally everyone else that looks like us. We didn't do that. We expected to find battle droids, not 
civilians. Times change, targets change. And this is just, you see where the where Crazy Saw goes. It just born here. Yeah, you see you see the beginnings of this change in his his priorities and his morals. And they have some troops, but like I said, they also have old people and kids. Yeah, that's it's hard to blame him, you know? I mean, he's he's protecting people right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and Saw so Saw says makes you wonder what else they're lying about. And he says everyone here is a displaced refugee since Palpatine unjustly appointed himself emperor. And Tex says, well, there are reports that said the Jedi attacked Palpatine. And Saw says, you know, I figured you for the smart one. With the Jedi decimated and the clone army under his command, Palpatine will have control over the entire galaxy unless we stop him. Crosshair pipes in, the war is over. Saw says, if we give up now, everything we fought for, everything we lost, will have been for nothing. The Clone War may have ended, but a civil war is about to begin. And it's almost like you hear the car, it's like we're now on the, the, the Clone Wars just flips like this, and now we're Galactic Civil yep. War. Yeah, yeah. Right? totally. It's a it's a it's a pivot of of the the priorities yeah. that we're seeing here amongst the entire galaxy. Yeah, that's a good point. That's exactly what it is. And Hunter says they don't stand a chance. And Saw says, "Not alone, we don't." Which is it's pretty much Star Wars, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's time for Saw's group to mobilize because of how, but and because the clones helped them in the past. We know this. We saw, um, we 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 were there when Rex and the gang was training him. He's giving them a choice. He's giving first. He's letting them go. He's not going to yeah. kill them or anything. But he says you can either adapt and survive or die with the past. The decision is yours. And leave it to Saw Gerrera to go from a galaxy fantasy galaxy far, far away a long time ago and make it relevant to right here, right oh, yeah. now. Don't you think? Yeah. No, he is. Uh, he is all in all the time. And there's there's really no one in the. Star Wars universe that I think of that has the the level of conviction that this man does and who is willing to go as far as he needs to for his beliefs. And and his beliefs are good. I mean, that's a that's a brilliant statement. He's it's adapt or die. Yeah. It's exactly right. It's like it's no use clinging to the past, especially if so much of the past was fighting for BS. Which he realizes. And we've that said now. this a billion times, but if anybody deserves their own Star Wars series on Disney Plus, Saw Gerrera. Give us like an eight episode Saw Gerrera series about him dealing Fantastic. with this. Like, uh, maybe that's what Droid Story is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We cracked it. That's it. Yeah. We got it, gang. It's Droid Story, colon, Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera the musical. See, <laughs> so you think it's about droids, but it's really about a droid that like works that, for Saw and kills exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Saw, Bandsaw, <laughs> Screwdriver, and Wrench, they all walk off and are gone. But an Imperial probe droid was watching this entire exchange back to their ship. The Batch doesn't know where they stand anymore. Tarkin and this Empire are a whole different story. Crosshair, does again, doesn't see the problem. Just wants to finish the mission. Not convinced that they're innocent. Doesn't matter. And he's justifying himself and his attitude. Caitlin Bush, I'd like yet again to go to you for a quick statement on Crosshair that may be suitable to find itself on a mug someday. Ooh, the challenge. Oh, the challenge no is pressure. here. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> um... Crosshair really is a disappointment to his mother. 
I don't know who his mother is, but but <laughs> she's definitely not. Crosshair is a disappointment to his mother, and I really I really don't uh, know. He, you know, I don't think clones have mothers. They might have a father. I don't know how genetics work, but nope. You know, nope. That, no, that's it. That's the T-shirt. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that's why the statement works so well. Is because they're clo- they don't have parents. Exactly. And it's exactly. Not even like. It's not even saying it's like to Django Fett. It's like, well, he doesn't have a mother. Well, if he did, she'd be disappointed. <laughs> it's the genius of it. Yep. It cut, yeah. I'll that is. It. Oh man. <laughs> this is why. This is why I keep coming to you for these hits. Exactly. And you never disappoint. Okay. Well, Crosshair again continues to justify uh, himself, and he's taken to this new normal really, really quickly. He's gone. It's like Empire Republic. Let's call the whole thing off. I don't care. Do I get to shoot something? Oh man. Openly challenges Hunter as the leader at this point, and right as Hunter sees the probe droid, guns it right down because he, you know, I love his crack shot. Tarkin's spying on them, and I think it's Wrecker, isn't it, who says well, the Jedi never did yeah. that. Crosshair says nothing yeah. you know of. It's like, oh, really? You're gonna, you're just, oh, he just keeps putting logs on this fire. Hunter realizes what is key. He's like, Omega warned me about all of this, about Tarkin, about Camino. We got to go back and get her. She knows what's up. She said all this was wrong. Crosshair questions the word, the mind of a child. And then Tech drops a little bomb. He says, well, she should be listened to. Heightened awareness is not unusual, quote unquote, for an enhanced clone such as herself. And everyone just goes, what? Wrecker uh, uh, <laughs> thinks like, yeah, good joke. But Tech mentions, no, the five enhanced that were mentioned, she's the it's fifth. Like, no, seriously, guys. Yeah, says that what we were talking about, Echo's not enhanced. She's the fifth. She is Omega. And Tech knows because he analyzed her DNA and he just didn't mention it now because he thought it was it's obvious. It's not an invasion of privacy at all, <laughs> Tech, but it's sure. Like, he's like, and what? Nobody else did that? Nobody else No one knew? else thought to, I, I you thought, know... I, I thought we were all on the same page about splitting the appetizers. Tech, we're going to have to talk about boundaries. <laughs> Truly. In a little you know, segment yeah, we yeah. like to call Tech Talk. <laughs> tech um, <laughs> so for an Omega being an enhanced clone, cannon, cannon, fire! <sighs> now, an enhanced clone of who or mm, what? CBD. This is my question. Is this why you're asking about why D didn't do the voice? Because I don't think she's a Django variation. That's what you're get, getting at. Oh, uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's actually I mean, and this is not actual science because it's hmm. Star Wars science, but uh, which is very which diff- is very different yeah. and doesn't actually exist. I I some part of me is like they've <laughs> never had as far as we know, uh, a, a, a female clone. There's never like been a moment where that's been a thing. And so the fact that they would bring it in at the end, it makes me think that they were Omega was the beginning of like a new kind of clone. Oh, you just had a thought strike you, Matt. What what just happened to you? Oh, I'm sorry, but who, who is like the female variant that they had to grab to make a female clone? Like who is the Django if they had to bring another female, you know, who, chromosome who, in there is, is it a splice strand cast or something that's mm. the question it's who we we don't know it's like i can't i i mean is it a, someone we know is it a brand new character yeah. padme no that'd be crazy <laughs> let's hey, start an I mean, insane rumor that, that is the clone padme. of padme amidala <laughs> she, she's like you know what 
these decoys that kind of look like me. That's cool. <laughs> but I really want to take it to the next level. What if they actually were She's going to have a New Zealand I'm accent. I'm Padme Amidala, and I'm here to breed me some New Zealand clones of myself. We've got Zealand, New, Lil Padme, and Omega. These are my new handmaidens. Gorgeous now go done. out there and die for me. I'm wow. Padme Amidala, and I approve this message. <laughs> Thank you. What the hell? What what the hell just happened? I After you I just him. I wonder um, who Matt's dying slowly. I'm Padme Amidala, and I love decoys. I love decoys to the point where I want to clone myself sixteen times. Sixteen Padmes coming to theaters this Christmas. Oh man. Padme Amidala has a problem. I just, I truly am uh, thinking that the Omega was the beginning of a, a new clone experiment that they were starting to pull and that she was the beginning of a new type of clone that they, and that would explain why the scientists are, are very protective of her and why uh, she's the only one. But then also... Their, uh, their desire to continue on with this project, they have plans in the works. Yeah. They don't want it to end. They they, they are looking yeah. like 10 years down the they're line learning. already. They're, they're learning yeah. as they're going. And it's interesting thought, Caitlin, because we know that the Django-fed DNA, they're running out of it, and it's diluted more yeah. and more and more. That's why the newer clones are not as effective as the, the classic they clones. Gotta, they got to start over with a new batch who's the new host it's this omega it's the end of the one program and a new the new one of potentially this new padme program um <laughs> even though she's dead at this point but it's a good thing she has decoys because she has a problem people love padme. this christmas padme amadala is gonna work it out anyway okay enough of that hunter decides uh, they're gonna go back for padme and Omega, no, not just, just Omega. Omega. Um, this is not going to be a thing. I'm calling it now. Yeah, no, we're not going to make this a thing. thing. We're, we're, we're no. being crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. it's already nope. a thing. Caitlin, oh, get ready for the next 14 <laughs> weeks. This is a thing. We ruined it. This no, is, no one's going to listen to no, us because we're not credible. No, no, this is your life now, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I won't do it again. I'll save it. But this is your <laughs> expect it. Uh, Crosshair questions the order to go back, of course. And Hunter says she's one of us. We're not leaving her yeah, there. Hunter. We're coming to we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Cut to Omega and the Bad Batch Barracks with AZ looking for something. They find a photo and some other stuff there, and they end up getting thrown in the brig. AZ just gets shot. I thought he got stunned, but I think he, he got actually shot. gets just blasted. Yeah, and he just goes flying back. The batch is back. They walk off the ship in gorgeous lightning and rain here. The plan is split up, find Omega, and get back to the ship. Except no, ambushed by shock troopers is what the plan actually is, and you don't get a choice because that's just what happens. Darkin <laughs> walks up and says, the Empire does not tolerate failure, Sergeant. He received the report from the probe, was watching him the whole time, is accusing them of treason send him to the brig in the brig wrecker says smells weird echo says because it's clean <laughs> and that puts a bookend on the smells weird storyline in this episode and they say well not a total failure because omega is in the brig with them and i'm thinking at least put her in a different section of the brig at least you know how formidable these guys are put them in separate cells but anyway yeah. we can't because then they can't do what they're gonna do what do you say kid you want to come with us or did we get captured for nothing? Omega can't quite get that they came back for her. Of course she wants to go, but she could never. It's like they can't imagine someone wanting to sit with them. Omega can't believe that someone came back Sweetie. for her. And it's really sweet. 
the which crosshair ruins the moment with how touching. <laughs> and he's really on one. Go, eat, voice go again. eat one. Oh, man, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's uh. another thing that we got to put on a T-shirt. Crosshair, <laughs> go eat one. Um, and then Omega has a little talk with him, sees that he's in turmoil, and he is. He's being, he's being torn apart. Um, and Omega notices, and she says, I know what you're going to do, but please don't. He says, what do you, what do you know? And she says, I know it's not your fault. You can't help it. And she's right. There's some kind of, do you think there's some kind of telepathic stuff going on with this kid? Some kind of force stuff? I think she just, she's, can't a, clone that. I mean, that would be great. I, mean, I think there's just, there's a level of intuitiveness and, and empathy that's going on with this child that I just, I'm very excited to see what continues on down the line. Well, and listen, I got a hot take. Oh no. Sound it. Oh boy. Yeah. I love it. Caitlin was like, oh no. Because okay, this is I'm definitely an oh no oh, hot Oh no. Take. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Pac-Man is hot to- Okay, what is it, Matt? Oh, no, no. Oh. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm in pain already. <laughs> so anyway, we got Grogu. Oh, no. Okay, and the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And I'm out. And, <laughs> and we know that, you know, he was cloned or, you know, there was Camino scientists going on there. You know, maybe this is the, the, the first No, no, we seeds. don't know that he was cloned. We don't. They were just testing his M count. Yeah, but but like they're they're Camino's very interested in like Jedi cloning. Him. You know, they would like yeah, to they, clone. They want to clone. I don't a know why I'm helping with this. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. Jaylen, Jaylen, yeah, quite yeah, help me thread. I don't know why I'm here. helping we, with this right now. No, thread no, the dots. No. Connect don't, the needle. Don't all help him at all. Yep, yep. Let Captain Seamstress here work it out. So here we go. So Grogu, okay, you know they're they're all the Camino scientists trying to clone him. They had to start somewhere, and maybe it was Omega. You know, like Omega is like the the first like, and maybe it's like so horrible that they lose her because like she was successful, and then they the 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 Kaminoans take forever to catch up on their science, and you know Grogu and and the Mandalorian plot is uh, where we're going with this. I mean, Caitlin, it could have been worse. He could have said the word Snoke. It's true. It's not the word. Snoke is also cloned by the Emperor. On Exegol, and you know who ends up marrying <laughs> a decoy clone of Padme Amidala, who has wow. twenty-seven dresses oh, and man. nothing to wear. Listen, it writes itself. How did okay, we get sorry. Here? I have no idea. Oh, wow. okay, it doesn't matter because Crosshair listening. <laughs> Crosshair is Crosshair is is tapped into the med bay, and we've got two of the talking about Padme. You got two of the lost the will to live droids working on Crosshair. And Tarkin notes that he demonstrated loyalty. So Tarkin likes this one. Of course he does. Mm. Um, the droids are examining him, and they say, again, the genetic mutations altered much of his cranial activity. Another thing of this. Nala Say says, while the chip is not as active as a standard clones, the order does appear to be working. Does it now? I am astonished, <laughs> Nala Say. Anyway, uh, Tarkin asks, can you intensify that programming that turns him into an a-hole? And she can. It turns out, yes, we do have that program. <laughs> they can turn we, that up for some we reason. We do have an app like that, for that. <laughs> Star it's Wars like, science. <laughs> obviously, someone's done that for you, Governor. We can do it to him. <laughs> so they, he has her do it, and it's done. Meanwhile, Tech has a way out of the brig. The facility was built before the Clone Wars, not retrofitted to hold a big brute-like wrecker. So he gives Wrecker the old Captain Janeway directive of, <laughs> Punch your way out. Um, if he Brilliant. punches the correct spot, they can just get out. So they 
punch it a couple times. They managed to open the wall. It works enough so a small panel opens that Omega can shimmy through right as shock troopers notice that she's not in the cell. She falls onto them from the ceiling. She opens the cell yeah. and the batch is free. Yeah. They've got to find Crosshair, however. Part of me is like, just go. Leave just him. leave. Yeah. But that's that's not I what they know. do. That's not how these guys. I, I know that's how you operate. But I Caitlin. love that. I do love that they go back for him. But it makes narrative sense. But it makes me angry. If it was Matt yeah. or I, you would just go, wouldn't you? Sure. Ew. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't after blame every, her. She's after, not wrong. Well, no, I mean, to, <laughs> on a night like tonight, I don't blame her either. But on a regular, but on a regular night, we're delightful. We'd, we'd go back for you. Sure. Yeah. We'd go back for we you, Crosshair we Maleficent Caitlin. Bush. We would go back to Caitlin for sure. <laughs> well, no sh- Matt. But I mean, it's like, I'd go back for you also. Both of you would just leave me to die and get the A-hole meter turned right back up, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Boy, I need a friend that's also a boat and a droid. Anyway. And a, to, and, a yeah, and, and a knife gun. And a knife gun. And a Padme Amidala rom-com. Oh, okay, no. so they go to find Crosshair, but their gear would help. It's all in the hangar, as uh, as Omega says, so they go and they suit up. Wrecker can't find one thing, though, right as Omega finds his Tuka doll. Tech powers up the ship, as Hunter says they have to go for Crosshair. But no need. Crosshair comes to them. New armor that got made really quickly. New helmet, new armor. Scary as hell. He tells Hunter to surrender and that he could, he's like, you never could see the bigger picture. Is that an order? I guess it is. Well, I guess I'm disobeying that one too. And I love this. It's a little clone clone standoff here in the hangar bay. Silence other than some quiet scoring and thunder, close-ups of fingers on triggers. Caitlin and Bush, did you like how this was done? Because oh. I thought of you and the whole Western thing of this. It was it's gorgeous. It's like just the slow buildup of tension. Really well done, right? It was beautiful. The, the This is so indicative of all of their characters, too. Just fantastic. Matt, the term indicative is on the floor. Do you sign off on it? <laughs> I love that word. Great word. (laughs) Oh, it's a fine word. It's a great word. I hate to say that I was again consumed by logistics in this moment, thinking about how the Empire cares enough to take their belongings and bring them to the hangar. Like they're going to do something with them. Yeah. Like, you know, again, like Tarkin was like, bring them to the hangar, their belongings. Like, is it going to go through them? Who cares? Throw them in the garbage chute. Get the garbage chute monster to eat them. I don't know. Like, Maybe they're preparing for (laughs) that to happen. First off, maybe they're. First off, it's called a Dianoga. Okay, let's wait for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wait for that. There's something alive in here. That's your imagination. Something just moved past my leg. For another thing. Maybe they're waiting for that. It can't go right Maybe. to the compactor. Uh, it just seems that Tarkin was worried about, he's a micromanager. You he's know, worrying about the yeah. littlest stuff. Matt, oh, my God. Like, he's the one that gave the order. Some middle manager was like, we got to clean out their stuff. Just put it in the hangar until I, I figure out what to do it. with it. Tarkin was like, put it in the hangar. Like, who cares? Okay. Anyway. You know, can I tell you about this thing called imagination? Just wonderful but things. it all worked out. It all when worked you out. Use your imagination. It's wonderful. But it worked out in our heroes. It favor. worked out because they get their. But other than that, Matt, <laughs> they isn't get this, their stuff. Isn't this cool? 
The standoff, not getting the suit. The, the, no, 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 no. The standoff is very cool. I love is, this whole scene. Right? And this is why Star Wars works, because the Empire is always doing things in the good guy's favor. They're yes. idiots. They're a bunch of idiots. They are. Let's put their guns I'm, next to their ship. I'm Maybe they won't pe- come back. I'm, se- I'm, I'm getting, we're past that point. I'm talking about yeah, the okay, physical so. standoff. They already have the guns. Forget about how they got them. The actual tension of the standoff, the fingers on triggers, the thunder, yep. the illumination, everything. Was that or was that not cool? It was very cool. Like a cool Th- mom. That's like, all. Yeah. That's all. I had to. Oh, man. Why do I even bother? Why do I even bother, Caitlin? If ah, it was you and so I, good. you know, I, and we say Matt's left there. I don't I, I, I'd, I'd go back. For I can't him. help it. I, can't help I, it. I, I like no. Matt. I like him. Um, I don't know. God knows why. Okay, so all the, all these notes on the standoff, I'm just going to blow right past them. We got Tegas on the ship and getting it ready, but the bay doors are closing on Crosshair's orders, though they stop closing and someone is overriding the controls before this uh, Crosshair has gotten off the first shot and it's just laser city going on here. Wrecker clears the way just by throwing grace, but Crosshair gets a successful shot Right at him, Wrecker is down and knows that if he uses him as bait, the others will go for him and then he can pick them off. Who is overriding the controls to let the batch escape? Cut to, it turns out, it's Nala Say, of all people. Yeah. And I'm like, do I like her now? Mm-hmm. Do I like She's Nala pre- Say? I, I think it's, it's, I saw this very much as she is protecting the assets. She, I don't think she sees them still as people, but she is protecting the assets that she created and she feels ownership over. Them and also Omega, I think. Yes, exactly. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's so much a, a, a human fondness um, or emotion there as much as just a, a scientist looking at what she has created, being proud of it, and wanting it to flourish and continue on. Yeah, I think both her and we, we'll, we'll we'll get to it in a minute. We'll talk more about that in a minute because there's another scene going on. Anyway, Wrecker is still being used as bait and Crosshair gets in. The, it is a cool line for a villain to say, uh, your move. Yeah. Um, and they get Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Crosshair has them dead to rights, but then a shot takes care of him and some others. And it came from Omega. Blaster in hand. Never fired a blaster before, and she just turned into Rambo. I love just, her so much. Just blowing all of them away. <laughs> they get off on the ship. Crosshair to such just shoots at the ship as it's leaving. The ship is off, and Crosshair is still firing at it, but then it goes. He takes his helmet off and just lowers his head, and he's just sad. Um, then we cut to Nala Se and Lama Sue, and it's like, has the matter been rectified? And she says, the inhibitor ship augmentation was a success on Crosshair, but the rest of the batch has escaped along with Omega, and he says they have to be cautious. Until the Empire's intentions are made clear, say nothing. And between the two of them, I'm fast. you know I'm fascinated by Kamen Owens and what they know and what side they're on. I think we're going to get a lot more of them and their whole deal in this show. It's like, because I feel like they, they realize the Empire could turn against them and they're going to have a contingency. Yeah. It seems like they set up a little uh, too much with them for, for the uh, for the open here. I mean, like the terms of their deal, uh, Omega, there's there's a lot of like dangling plot threads with them. And I, oh. I agree with you. I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. You're saying there's two more than you would like or there's a lot uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity because we need to see the end of this. I mean, this yeah. is a huge they're, – they're a huge crucial part in the entire galaxy. If it wasn't for them, 
there is no uh, Clone Wars. Star Wars. Clone Wars. And, so, and, and I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas, you weren't coming. I mean, it's yeah, let's not, for, yeah. let's, let's not forget. Let's I mean, some this flashbacks. Is, this yeah. is Dave Filoni we're dealing with here. We're going to get resolution we're gonna get to these literally things. more than we could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I mean, for anyone, like I believe in terms of the Kevin Owens, Caitlin's mom, you, you what did you have to say about them again? I would like to see more of that character. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get she to know. We're definitely she's, never to know. she's never wrong. She's never wrong. She's she's never Actually. wrong. Anyway, back to the batch. <laughs> Echo heals up Wrecker. Omega gives him the Tuka doll whose name is Lula. Cannon cannon fire. <laughs> Omega goes to the cockpit and looks to space with wonder. Hunter confirms that it's her first time in space, first time anywhere. Asks her about the shooting. She says she never fired a blaster before. What's the plan? Hunter says he was planning on laying low, but with Crosshair after us now, that might not work. Omega then asks about their friends. Tex says, well, it's a short list. But Hunter does think of one. He says, "We, I know a guy. Plot a course for J-19. I don't know who he's talking about. Do either of you? Because I looked up J-19. I came up short. I was trying to, I, I spent a, like a pretty significant amount of time looking for something and mulling it over in my head and I, I got nothing. I mean, Rex is an easy answer, but I feel like it's too soon to the end of Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. Rex is still wrapped up with the Ahsoka I think we'll business. see. I think we'll see Rex again. I think we will see him closer oh, yeah. to the end of this season. Yeah, we got a lot of story. I mean, to get hopefully through. he's not talking about Cody because he ain't gonna help. Yeah, and I'm curious I think, about I think who we'll this also is. we'll see more of Saw further down the line as well. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, um, and we know. I mean, I doubt he's talking about Fennec Shand, but we know she's going to be on the scene somewhat yeah. soon. Strap in, kid. You're not going to want to miss this view. And she sits and looks in awe as the ship enters hyperspace. And that's the episode. So for Crosshair now being super conditioned and actively fighting against the Batch, for the Batch escaping with Omega, for the reappearance of Saw, for the Batch having a friend somewhere, for Nala Say and possibly Lama Sue being done with all this criff and everything else that we just talked about, cannon, cannon, fire! And for this entire episode, the 70, 72 minutes, a juggernaut of Star Wars storytelling, I just gotta do a mind blown. Matt Romano, final thoughts on this whole thing. What are you excited about? What are you jazzed about? What do you want to leave listeners with? Give them that Matt uh, Romano feeling. That <laughs> Matt Romano feeling. I'm just excited, you know? I'm really excited where this is going because I think this is a very uh, unexplored time yeah. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So to see the af- the direct aftermath of Order 66 and I- exactly what happened to the clones and the uh, and, and Camino and everything – like, there's just a lot of, like, dangling threads, like I said before, and I'm really interested at everything they cracked open here in this in this pilot. There's so much story to explore, and I, I knew there was, but I never really thought about it until I saw this pilot. And then I was That's like, a good way wow, to put it. I have a lot of questions now, and I yeah. want to see 14 episodes explaining it. Yeah, I would, exactly. And possibly more, many more seasons. And many more. And many I would more like seasons to know come. more about these characters. Yeah. Caitlin and Bush, same question. I uh, did it to what Matt said. And then I also, I'm I'm psyched about Omega. I, I'm really excited yeah. about a new original female Star Wars character. Uh, a little girl who is going to be hanging out with these cool dudes who we already love and know with she's going to form gang, with these gang of old men and she's going to, they're going to form like a, you know that she's going to have such a good relationship with a very distinct relationship with every single one of these guys. They're going to be like older brothers, like father figures. And I'm, I'm 
you know I love a found family dynamic. So this is going to well, break my heart. that's why you like Star Wars, because that's every Star exactly. Wars story. And so it's going to break my heart, and I'm, I'm very excited to have my heart broken here. Well, let me let me just let me just fi- final just real quick. Um, uh, yes or no, Caitlin and Bush, the seventy-two minutes of Star Wars were they satisfying for you? Oh yes, absolutely wonderful. Loved every second of it. Matt Romano, same question. The crowning achievement on a wonderful May the Fourth. It was a great a great decision on their part to release this as a big movie. Event. Yes, and I'll tell you, I can't wait for the next episode, which is coming sooner. Not it's not even a week away. It's coming so soon, and I can't wait to see what happens next. And you were right, Matt. As always, when you said most of what we saw in the trailer, a lot of it was in this episode. Yeah, there are a couple hey, things. Not that, my first trip uh, around couple, Tatooine. I don't know. Uh, yeah, not 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 a, <laughs> yeah. not a phrase, but okay. It's, not it's, something it's, somebody says. But yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's not all of it, but a lot of it. So we've got yeah. you know there are surprises in store, tricks up the sleeve. Who is Omega a clone of? What are her specific enhancements? Who is the friend that Hunter talked about? What will become of Crosshair? And would the Empire have won the war if they weren't so cheap? And most importantly, will Padme Amidala ever find love? Some of these questions may be answered on Friday, May seventh, when Episode Two of Star. Wars the Bad Batch comes out we will be there with that we are going to go to break but we're fine we're all fine here now thank you how are you don't turn us off we're back and now it's time for some galactic points of interest good news has come to the citizens of Lothal in comics Marvel's big crossover event War of the Bounty Hunters starts on May 5th. As we've said before, it is going to tie in four of the five main Marvel titles, everything except for the High Republic. But the other ones are all going to tie into this overarching comic event. And I just want to throw this in. I finally caught up on the most recent Marvel Darth Vader title, Mm. and it blew my mind. The entire... Mm. Into the Fire arc was incredible with some really interesting connections, including how do they build a whole fleet of Star Destroyers on Exegol like that? Possibly, <laughs> did they really talk about possibly, that? Get out of here. possibly might Come be on. a plot point in this time period. Get out of here. Matthew, you got to pick it up. Wow. And for you, Caitlin, you like, I know you love big, stupid Star Wars monsters. You know I well, do. you get a couple of great ones here. Yes. So the front, Something for the everybody. Last, The two most recent ones here, just mind blown for that comic. As always, those those Vader comics, man. And I got to catch up with the rest. Now, in other news, there are some new Star Wars offerings on Disney Plus aside from the Bad Batch, including a short Simpsons spoof Mm -hmm. called Maggie Simpson in The Force Awakens from Its Nap. (laughs) Have either of you watched this yet? Nope. No, I, I honestly, it's uh, I'm calling that the cherry on the top of the cake here. I'm going to watch that when I go to yes. bed. It's the end, of, it's, end, it's, end of the day, it's the end of the day, uh, you know, just a little uh, bit. I'm, I'm saying this is both your friend and colleague. You have really earned that. cherry. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I mean that I mean that sincerely. It's like you you deserve that. Thank you. Um, it just dip that whole special in a big thing of spot. Yeah. And you, you've got a You've got one <laughs> on hell of a cherry. I. I, I have I didn't watch it either. Are either of you big uh, Simpsons people? I don't know if we. No, talked about it was this. never something that I, I watched a little bit. It was never something that I vibed with very hard. I don't dislike it. I just don't think I have a strong opinion oh, yeah. about it. Uh, 
I love yeah. The Simpsons, and I think it, it, I just unfortunately fell off the wagon a little bit in, in years past. Because after it's, what thirty five seasons yeah. or something, yeah. <laughs> but The Simpsons are very important to me, and I love The Simpsons. And uh, when Disney bought The Simpsons, I was so excited because it's like, oh, they're they're safe, they're safe. Disney will know what to do. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, at least to protect the, the money that flows into the Simpsons coffers. I don't know. Good. Homer Simpson here. Proud addition to the Disney family and soon appearing on Disney+. Plus. I, for one, salute our new corporate overlords. <laughs> well, I've been wanting to go back and rewatch, uh, not rewatch. So I've, there's a lot of it I've never seen ever. I've seen the classic ones like Monorail oh, and on. episodes there's like so that. so much good stuff. And Sideshow Bob, the, those, the you know, the, the classic classics. Mm-hmm. But I've never gone and watched the entire thing, and it's all on Disney Plus, so I wanted to. Anyway, I, I've the Futurama. On the other hand, I've seen that one. Mm. Uh, Simpsons uh, walked so Futurama could run. Yeah. Absolutely, very <laughs> well said. Very yeah. well said. Very, very well said. And I like Disenchantment too. Call me yeah, crazy. I good. like that one also. I like John DiMaggio. I know, and I like Abby Jacobson. I'm weird. Call me weird. <laughs> anyway, back to Star Wars. Also on Disney+, Plus, an immersive experience called Star Wars Biomes that takes you to famous Star Wars planets, and including, I think, Tatooine and Sorgan, so you can see the Spotchka get made, Matt. I'm not even kidding. That's one of the planets. I, no, I watched this. So out of all the things I watched today, I watched this. Yeah. Uh, I did. Is it cool? It's cool. Is it cool? Sure. Uh, I think it should be like a screensaver or something. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. So, somebody was saying it feels it feels it would feel better with VR glasses. That I, it's just uh, a little. If my TV would go to sleep and just play Hoth, I think that would be cool. Look, well, I don't perfect. Know. <laughs> Look, it's yeah, it, it's not like this was in the investor call. They're yeah. like Droid Story <laughs> Visions and Biomes. It's not like they pitched it as the next new series. Yeah, but they looked at what they had in the can. They're like, what can we do? What can we do? Oh, we got an empty Millennium Falcon. Well, let's make a show well, yeah, about well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, why not do that, though? Because the <laughs> other not? thing is called Star Wars Vehicle Fly-Throughs. There you go. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You're flying through Star Wars vehicles, the first one being the Millennium Falcon, the other one being a Star Destroyer. And I like that they're just like two, one, and two, so they'll probably do a whole bunch of these. Matt, sure. maybe you'll get like a fly-through of a, of a Y-Wing or, or something. <laughs> I can't it'll wait. Be a short sure. one. Can't it'll wait. be a short one. It's just gonna be like we <laughs> go there, wait, yeah. we go there, and that's uh, there it. That's the fly. There you go. This is where the bombs come out. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, that's all on Disney Plus right now, and there's a whole lot of other deals and everything for May the Fourth. That by the time you're listening to this, they will no longer be in effect. So we are not going to bother uh, talking about them. But with that, we're going to go into a brand new segment called Business Time. Yes. Now, let's get down to business. This segment is where we'll be discussing any and all news and information about this podcast itself. We won't be doing this segment every week. In fact, not every show is going to have every segment. You never know when a new segment will pop in or an old favorite segment will return. That's some good business. Also some good business. In the past, when we've covered new shows, we've recorded and released on the same day. Usually they release on Fridays, and that is going to be the case with The Bad Batch. The second episode is coming this Friday and will continue like that on a weekly basis. Now, this is a difference with how we operate. We will not be then releasing our episodes on that same day. We're not, we're changing it up from a Friday release. We'll be aiming to be releasing on Wednesdays now of Wednesday 
after the Friday you watch the episode. Um, if there are any changes to that, you can always look to our various social media accounts for that information and we'll keep you up to date. And you never know when a bonus episode will just show up out of nowhere because that's just some good business. Now, this segment is also where we'll be discussing two other pod projects that many listeners have asked about. So first, let's go to the Contessa La Patreon, also known as Caitlin M. Bush, to find out about our soon-to-be-launched Patreon. Caitlin, tell me about it. I already know about it, but I'm excited. Hell yeah. Uh, so we will have 10 different tiers on our Patreon um, ten tiers. Ten different tiers. That's crazy. Uh, no. And we we really look forward to uh, showing everyone what our offerings are. We'll have a lot of different opportunities to donate uh, to the the good actions and the good times here at Return of the Pod. It, it really does vary a lot, and I know that I'm excited to see what everyone thinks of it. Uh, it'll be kind of shifting as we need it to if something isn't necessarily popular we might shift it out with something else tbd but um i'm i'm guys i'm really excited about this i think it's going to be a really great chance for us to interact with all of the listeners uh we really look forward to hearing what everyone thinks about it and what everyone thinks about the specific tiers and maybe what might come of it as we move forward Yeah, Yeah, it's going to give everyone a chance to be more involved if they want to. And it's also has the potential to make things. You think things are weird now? Uh, (laughs) My friends. It's about to get a whole lot weirder. We have have not yet begun to weird. If we get we get the right the right person in there with the with the on the right tier or whatever. Y'all got no idea. Well, it's, it, it wouldn't be terrible at all. It would be awesome. All right. Um, well, this is a great start. Well, that's a fantastic update on the Patreon. Now for something that just opened before we started recording and is already a rousing success because, I mean, that's just some good business. Right. Sure. You're now that's going to go yeah, over sure. to Matt R. Humdinger Romano for, that's right, mm-hmm. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising! 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 Captain, open up the store. Well, it's open, Brian. It's open. It's we already open. That's right. <laughs> it's already open. Wide open. I can't. It's wide open. I, I you can't believe it. Uh, but we have finally, after uh, almost a hundred episodes, I haven't done the final count yet, but we've been uh, across two podcasts. Uh, we finally have merchandising. Matt, tell me if I have this right. All I have to do is go to returnofthepod.store, correct? That's it, Brian. Thank you. Wow. It's a complicated URL, but that's it. Returnofthepod.store, and you could buy all kinds of Return of the Pod merchandise. You have sweatshirts. You have t-shirts. You have uh, baby onesies. Fanny packs. You have fanny packs, mugs, stickers. Whatever this site will let us sell, we're going to sell with a whole bunch of designs. You don't have to be a baby to wear the baby onesie, right? <laughs> you don't, but it, it helps. Nothing is stopping you. I'm asking for somebody else. Now, we now not flamethrowers. No flamethrowers. What What are the inaugural s- slogans that listeners will, will, of course, know that they can get on these... Uh, mugs, 
bottles, fanny packs, shirts, whistles, whatever. I'm glad you asked, Brian. So we have three designs that we're debuting with on the Return three. of the Pod. Three. three. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Three designs. So we have uh, we have our many boat slogan, which is very popular among our listeners. Very uh, popular. We have Return of the Pod, uh, the title font, which is... is, is, is uh, the name of the show. It's the name of the show. And then you have an alternate version of that font in blue, which we are calling Force Font. Yes. Um, uh, which is very exciting. Force <laughs> And you can get all kinds of products in these three designs. But that's not all, Brian. You're going to get a, uh, a smattering of all other types of merchandise as the season goes on. We're just launching with this three to start, okay? But there's going to be more. Okay, everything you just said is just the start? It's just the start. And that's not me telling you not to buy stuff because you should buy all this stuff. And then when the new stuff comes out, buy all that stuff. And then all this stuff will help continue to fund the podcast that you are <laughs> enjoying fund listening all to of now. This stuff that you're listening to right now. Exactly. Oh my God. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising, a mug that can make a six second lunch. It's incredible. So eventually, and we're going to all of the sayings that people have been saying, like, for example, somebody already said this on Instagram. The one the the next thing that will is probably be the next thing. I'm not I'm not the shopkeeper. Matt, you're the resident shopkeeper, but people really (laughs) want Moff Gideon as a messy bitch who loves drama. Yeah, we'll get that one out. Is probably the next one. We guarantee you to, to the to the listener who asked. Look for it. What was what was the one that we just gave birth to today? Crosshair's mother is disappointed. Oh, in that him. one's going up tomorrow. Did I have that right? Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> and you're going to be able to get that eventually. I want to get that on a slap bracelet. I think we can bring those <laughs> well, back. You know, we'll see what we can do. We'll work on it. Well, that's true. It did cut. It it, it cut some arms and wrists. Anyway, <laughs> my school my school had to ban them. But anyway, so that's that's the store, Matt. You did a great job with all that. I can't wait to get oh. all of that for free. Uh, well, you're minute. not. You're going to have to buy just like everybody else. And then your sales are going to go into the pod and make you more podcasts. Can you believe it, Brian? Well, I can't believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I get to contribute. Wow. Oh, I tell you what that is. That's just good business. <laughs> that's good business, And Brian. that's going to do it for business time. <laughs> Team building exercise not tonight. How did we get here? And now I'll turn it over to the Jedi Master. For our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is... Sad Batch. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Oh! It's two words, but it's two it words. counts. Words, it counts. Yeah. plural. Yeah, words. Good one, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> they are sad. Uh, they are now. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, it's like one of their brothers. Look what he did. Anyway, that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Matt, I want to throw to you first because the three of us all had an interesting experience this morning. What did we all do? Yeah, it was a crazy morning. I mean, despite it being May the 4th and having a whole lot of other things to worry about uh, and be excited about, we um, got an opportunity um, to go on air uh, at KOLR, Ozark's first in Springfield, Missouri, 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 Missouri. I can't help but say, Galen, I know you grew up in the wrong part of the world, Matt. I grew up in the wrong part <laughs> of the world. <laughs> we'll save that to unpack another time. Anyway, here's the thing. Good friend of the show, Chris Six, uh, who goes uh, on Twitter at 
Chris Six TV. Um, he's a senior content producer over at KOLR uh, in Missouri. There you go. There you go. Yay. Um, and uh, he invited us on um, their show to talk about Return of the Pod and share our thoughts about May the 4th. And it was incredible. It was it was the first news hit that we ever got to do uh, as a team. Yeah. It was incredible. Chris was amazing. Uh, the whole experience was awesome. And it turned out to be a great piece. So uh, we're going to yeah. share it on our social handles. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, please check it out. But thanks again to Chris Six for uh, reaching out to us to do that. That was really fun. And uh, for all you folks in Springfield, Missouri, uh, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we really hope that you guys uh, join in and listen to the show. Yeah. In other Real Talk, a lot of incredible responses from listeners all over the place as usual. But there was a particularly large amount of it today because not only is it May the 4th, but guys... The results are in for the top 10 oh Star Wars podcasts yes. list. Yes. Hosted by yourmoneygeek.com. Cha-ching. That's right. I'm wow. actually going to say say the website correctly wow. this time. Instead of saying, wow. Wow. Instead of saying it wrong a million times, yourmoneygeek.com. And according to yourmoneygeek.com, we are among the top 10 Star yeah, Wars podcasts. Yeah, baby. Hashtag, we need this, we know this, we got this. We're in some really wonderful company with some other great podcasts on here. And we want to thank YourMoneyGeek.com for hosting this event in the first place. But most of all, we want to thank our listeners and everyone who voted. In all seriousness, we didn't do anything aside from Matt making a really fun graphic Hell yeah. for your consideration graphic for the contest and going with my stupid idea to post only negative reviews, which, which is just, that's just what that's we're going to do from this point forward. And that, and me saying the website address where you can go to vote wrong about a million times when we talked about it. Anyway, still worked. Li- yeah. So anyway, I should say more things wrong. Oh, wait, I already do <laughs> listeners. You did this. Listeners did this. We don't know the exact amount of of votes or the numbers or anything like that, but it must have been a lot. That's all thanks to you. You did that, and we cannot thank you enough. God, yes. For it. Thank, yes. You. Thank, so, you, thank, thank you. 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 We needed that. Ta- hashtag we needed. Hashtag this. we needed that. <laughs> we know this. We know. We know this. We know this. Uh, so yes, technically we're in the top ten. So we won. Because we're in the top 10. But the truth of the matter is that we'd already won because we are lucky enough to have the audience and listeners that we have. You all never, ever cease to amaze us. That's the real win. That is the real gift. And that is a very, very good batch indeed. (gasps) With that. We're going to go rolling off the cliffs of collar, but join us next week where we'll continue coverage of The Bad Batch and so very much more. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me at at Matt Romano on Twitter, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. 
And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. We had to ask. It's just good business. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Chevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats, the Force will be with you. Always be the spot.